Good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Match Media alongside Michael Tikipan in Crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BBB Radio. Anytime of us recording this, this is technically Black Friday slash Thanksgiving weekend. Well, I mean, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Jordan, so technically yeah. it's Black Friday, right? Um, this is probably yes, the first I... in a year, first time in like in a long while where I didn't buy anything or even bother you know just uh just just more concerned about having funds you know for you know december and you know on one you know i don't want to just boon my money off on some stuff and then come new year's have nothing right so i, I don't know like yeah. black friday just kind of came and went for me which is weird yeah no yeah it didn't seem to have an event at all um for it you know usually you'll see you know, chaos and pandemonium, and we don't really see much of that at all, to be honest. Um, another thing is that, well, I don't know if, if this is part of it, but a lot of people boycotted Black Friday because of the whole um, Palestinian thing going on right now. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, how, think, how, think, how, how, how that, that correlate, though? Um, is it that certain people, uh, I know some certain people, you know, speaking out on it and whatnot, and, you know, like like case in point, um, that, that one chick from... Um, from from the screen, uh, the well, the screen right. film, well, screen six, whoever it is, and like she left because of I, either she no, got she, kicked out or whatever. I I don't, no, no, I don't yeah. remember everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she she um she she get she say basically just kind of make statements, you know, honest about the situation, and she uh she get she get in trouble for that, and that's it. And then well, you know, the other one. She, you play, do play in this stuff. She out. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jenna Ortega. Yeah. Jenna Ortega, right. Yeah, she out. And then, but, anyway, but the point is, uh, mm. but what happens that I think a lot of people, what happens that they have a lot of like American companies connected to Israel. Now. So people track down and piece together. Oh, well, Black Friday does give us some money back to Israel. So therefore, they boycott the whole thing or boycott capitalism in general. I really know the, the, it wasn't clear to me. Uh, but yeah, I think that might have been a factor. Not sure. But I was surprised to see, oh, yeah, nobody gave a shit about Black Friday. Um, this wrongs, and that was interesting to watch. That's that just just watching from that perspective. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, usually for me, that's just uh, just around things up. Um, I usually use this time to you know just buy a, a few. I didn't say that as buy a whole set, but just a few uh, a Blu-rays now. Uh, right. But because of this whole thing about you know uh, uh, is physical media dying and all that kind of right. stuff, right? And you see that in particular with the release of um, Oppenheimer, which is so funny because that um, released the Tuesday before Black Friday, right? which is so ironic, right. right? So yeah, you know, like even I and all just wondering, you know, is is it worth it to even buy Blu-rays? these days or you know investing in a 4k blu-ray player when you know right. eventually you know um other stores you know i mean even though they're not in trinidad you know like best buy for example you know on the verge of just like throwing them out altogether you know what i mean but still it's like just the future of it all together now you know it, it had me now thinking at my old age yeah is it still worth it to buy blu-rays right you know so that's a well, long I mean, another story I, for another day to, yeah, to me, hard copy is hard copy. That, that is the most important thing. But um, but uh, but my another thing is that yeah, well, I on my end, I just just took advantage of a couple of sales on um on a couple of players. So I finally finally uh, buy the full version of uh 
what they call it, boy, um, cyberpunk. Okay, uh, okay, cool, cool. And then I finally, I finally, finally buy it. Although I'd never needed to buy it, but I finally buy um, it is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. That is about it, which I'm playing right now. All right, um, cool, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's about that. Uh, yeah, not really thing. Uh, just stuff. I, I actually didn't take any money for it, but given with all these sales added up, I was like, all right, I don't have, I don't have any money for it. Something mm. that would usually cost me much more. It's like, oh, it ended up just working out. Right, yeah, so during Thanksgiving weekend in quotes, um, I, I managed to catch up on, you know, watch a few shows, right? Uh, so, you know, we will talk about, and you know, you yourself as well, right? So we'll talk about yeah. the first half of the second season of Amazon Prime's Invincible. Uh, we yep. talked about the season premiere of that, so now we'll talk about all four episodes. I know we might as well get into spoilers because, yeah, I mean, the second half dropping when? Sometime next year, so... Yeah, it's a while Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a while we had to wait. So you, we might as well spoil some shit, right? Uh, you will talk about um, Disney's Wish, which is the newest animated sure. feature from them, um, celebrating Disney 100 and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we will talk about Good Burger 2, Sure. Which dropped, um, you know, during Thanksgiving weekend as well. Or should I say before Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken. And we'll end things off with one of the most highly anticipated, in quote, films of the year. That would be Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Sure. Yeah, we got to talk about that, man. Yeah, so let's kick things off with season two, or should I say the first half of season two of Invincible, right? In the initial review where we talked about the, the premiere, I, I, I told myself that I was going to recap the first season, but unfortunately, I didn't get the time to do so. And, you know, thanks to the previously, you know, the previous leads right. that we got in these in these four episodes, I was like, well... Yeah, it, it, here. yeah. yeah and, and it does give you, like, the cliff notes of what happened. So it doesn't give you the full details, but, you know, they, 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 I like that, you know, in this, in well, in this season so far, those moments are explored even further, right? And that's one thing that I have to praise um, the season for so far, right? In terms of how it takes these little seeds, right? These little seeds that were planted in the first season and just, you know, um, you know, watch them grow literally, right? And see how they play out from there, right? Um, all of which or most of which come from, you know, the aftermath of that brutal fight between, you know, Omni-Man and his son, Invincible, right? So it's like that, right? Uh, so, if you don't mind, Ricardo, you just want to run through what is going on right now, right now in, in right. season four, um, season two, sorry. Right. right, so yeah, it catch up to season, right, so episode three focuses on Alan the Alien, and the, yeah, we talk about the first two episodes effectively, but uh, episode three and four, they really focus on this character called Alan the Alien, that was played by Seth Rogen. And they had a big back and forth with respect to, well, the history of this battle and what going on with the, the supposed coalition who could fight and defeat uh, the the Viltramites, the uh, conquering everything. And that was a big interesting beat there. But then also, uh, you learn, um, well, they also <laughs> end of season three and again, into the, sorry, end of episode three and again into episode four. Uh, we, we find out what happened to Omni-Man after the events of season finale. Uh, yeah, it's kind of wild. Uh, so some alien come to it and trick, trick, trick Mark into coming across to to meet to save their life. So you're gonna save save them uh, against some meteors or something like that. They, they make up a lie, and then when he come, he meet he meet he meet back Omni-Man, well, Nolan, his dad. And then they have a subplot involving the mother, uh, which which is interesting stuff, I suppose, which is the emotional side of that. Uh, but it's also a, a subplot. I don't know why this is a big, interesting subplot. I, I really hope that going in an interesting direction. But like the guy who's the uh, the, the, the nerdy-looking dude who uh, is he like 
second banana in the secret organization. Apparently, he's like a clone of the original because the original sacrificed himself mm-hmm. yeah. um, to, to, to defeat, um, to try to stop stop on me, man. But that, w- that would be um, Donald. That's the guy who works with right, um, with, right. with Cecil. Yeah. Yeah, but then the big the big thing is that he is also a robot for some reason. So I don't know what's going he, on there. Is he that though? Because well, all right, well, we well, get to that in, in in the spoilers, you know. Yeah, in the spoilers, yeah. But, it, but right, anyway. But they have a subplot with him. Because what what fine? Anyway, we'll get to that. But the point is that the, it's a subplot. I don't know why they wasting t- they spending time on because it's not that interesting of a subplot. So I wonder where the hell they're going. Anyway, whatever. Uh but yeah, the big reveal. Well, uh, Omni Man is sort of that, and then Omni Man sorts out um explains why Mark needs to be there and how. And again, to that whole conceit about well, you learn about the nature of the Ultramites and. You know, Omni Man's back and forth. So I, I kind of get into a big some moral argument about if moral if if Omni Man is better than Homelander. I think he is because he have at least some regret. Uh, whilst Homelander doesn't seem to give a shit at all. Um, but yeah, they they kind of get into Omni Man's uh, moral arc, uh, supposedly or a redemption arc of some sort um, involving him and how he, he care about these people and and the this this insectoid race that they they meet and so on and so forth. Yeah, it ends with 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 a brutal cliffhanger involving. You know, uh, something that happens to Omni Man, which is hilarious. <laughs> because I catch more of God, eh? uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, you should have point. So I suppose we could get to the spoilers at this point. Um, with the four episodes. Yeah, uh, well, well, yeah. um, well. Before we start there, right? Um, you, you said initially that we covered the first two. Um, actually, it was the premiere that we we covered. It came on the same day as uh, as the finale of um of Gen. Right. What was right. What was the second episode? We talked about. We didn't talk right. about the second episode. No, 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 no. So in a nutshell, that 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 was where um that was where Mark, you know, not working for for Cecil for Cecil. Sorry, all right, you had to do the underwater thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you doing all right. these random jobs and whatnot. So one yeah. involved him going to um, well, you know, their version of Atlantis and stopping some right. some beast there and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Also, so there was there was that, really there was also a really cool one. I know they changed from um, the comic. Sorry, what's that? I know they changed up from the comic. They rehauled that whole story from our okay. Well, I, 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 because I never read the, the source material, I assume, like, like, not saying that everything is word for word, right, or panel for panel, but I assume that, you know, the, the, the changes were pretty much um, minor, right? Yeah, kind um, of. I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I was going to mention, too, they, they actually, well, that particular episode, and I'll touch on that in, in my general view of this first half of the season so far, right? Yeah, it's these little side adventures that he goes to. So one, um, he gets in, involved in it. So one involves this particular city that's been cursed. And when he goes there, right, it's like right. eternal night and whatnot. And then he meets... Right, right. Um, he meets he meet the Batman analogs, Robin. So yeah, yeah. So, right, right. So, so, right. Yeah. So in this world, Batman is called Darkwing. But now, in this yeah. case, it's Nightboy. It's at a Nightwing yeah. nurse. It's Nightboy right. who, like, can, yes. um, you know, something... Well, I assume he just sort of making sure there's no crime because like from what we see there we don't see anybody it's just him just going into shadows and shit and doing it's stuff implied, like that it's implied he kind of shut down everything well I forget how it was cursed or somebody else who cursed it but he was yeah just, but they never said um, how it was cursed I don't know they, they never said uh, how it was yeah, cursed to begin with no, they mentioned some magician cursed some, some years right. ago and they never, they never solved that problem but the point is that the guy who's the night boy well he did Robin Analog or the Nightwing Analog it's like this super hardcore version in absence of Batman so like wherever but if Batman dead was happening that whole thing yeah, um, yeah. Um, 
Right. It, it so, was like a short beat that's not that great or funny, but whatever. It's, yeah. You know. Although I do like, you know, in, in, in that in that um sequence was say that moment's defense, yeah, it's really to show how Mark would respond to it, right? Because even yeah. Nightboy was saying, Oh, you know, you're you're Omni Man's son and you're gonna kill me and it's like, Well, no, I'm not gonna kill you. Like there was they they, they, they give they kinda give you this moment where you think, Oh, he he like I don't like beat him up or rip him apart. It's like, No, I'm just gonna pull you out the shot and tell you, well, you know, I'm not here to kill you, basically like that, right? So, um, my, uh, just given like this general thoughts on this uh, first half so far, um, really, really strong so far. What they're doing, yeah. really, um, bravely, I must say, right, is that they're expanding the world of Invincible a lot more, or at least from what I remember from the first season, right? Because I think from what we saw from the last season was just like the Guardians and, you know, the stuff in space, you know, involving Alan and stuff like that, right? But there was always more places and more heroes and all that kind of stuff, right? And this this particular, well, these four episodes just kind of come and say, okay, it's about Mark and he's working with the Guardians now, so he's doing all these jobs. So this gives us the opportunity to just show more places and more weird creatures and more, you know, comic book characters, basically. That's that's really the gist of it, right? Um, they do that very well, though, in, in season three, but I won't lie. There were, there was, there were points where I was like, all right, are this three, you know, we from the main story because you, you, you tell them stuff right. about Alan, you tell them about this person, yeah, that person, that well, they person. Give, they give you right. But, yeah, they give Alan this. Yeah, they give Alan this whole side story, which is yeah. I don't know where they're going with that. But uh, the guy um is I think Peter Cullen was the voice. Yes, um, it was. Dude, well, no, the moment yeah. I, I heard him it was like, hey, Optimus, yeah, yeah Peter Cullen, right. get that money, right? Get then, that money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then so the whole thing with that, and then the, the big twist with him involving Alan, um, because Alan get 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 completely gay ass stump from some Viltrumites. Yeah, um, looking well, effectively they're looking for Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that that piece off later. Uh, yeah. But then the guy, he—I don't know—does he kill Alan? It's unclear what happens exactly. Uh, yeah, well, we're, we're not sure. He just said, "Um, you know, I'm sorry," or "Forgive me," or something like that. that that's yeah, what he says, implied, right? and it's implied he shot off the um the the the, the, the um, life the life preserving technology, you know, the, the yeah. medical tech. Uh, so right. I mean, yeah, and all that. Uh, yeah, it's 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 weird, right? But yeah, you know, right. like 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 that, like like it feels like you know we are smack dab in the middle of certain of story, character yeah. arcs, right? And right. that is a real risky thing that it that it do here, especially with that with that two episode. Because eh? again, yeah. you know, at moments I was like, all right, I, I, I get why we strain away from you know Mark's story, and you know, well, sorry to say, we, we in spoiler territory right now. You've been warned, right? So you right. know, I assume because you know it's Mark's first day in university, right? So or college, right. whatever it is, right? So we could let his story, we could put his story on pause and let me explore other characters, and that's what they do. Right. Um, I like how they set it up too, where you're thinking it's going to be about, um, um, you know, Invincible, but then they tell you, no, it's Alan, and then we have this narrator talk and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And even the way how Alan's arc, or I should say his story ends, you see like a little bit of credits, and this stuff, I was like, okay, I like that, right? This kind of yeah. always setting up the audience, and, and you know, always kind of, you know, putting them off a little bit, straining them off the path a little bit, right? And they keep doing that even more too, where you see what's going on with the Guardians and now you have this thing involving Rexplode, getting mad at um, Duplicate, you know, right, with, right. you know, with, with Immortal now, but the, but the reason weird, she gives, yeah, though, the reason she gives is weird, but it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes yeah. sense, you know, but again, because I haven't seen the full season, um, I, I was reminded, oh, so he cheated on duplicate with atom e. I remember that. Okay, I, remember I, that. I forgot that, right? Um and they keep doing that, you know, keep doing this whole deflecting thing because then they cut to the mother, um, to Mark's mother right. and how she's dealing with the fact that yeah, you know, Omni Man right. 
basically lied to her for 20 years and all that kind of stuff, right? And now right. she's dealing with it, right? Um, I do I like know, the, the subplot. Uh-huh. You know, they work out the part with the fellow who, who is um the face and Gill's husband. Right, and uh, Green Ghost. Yeah. Right, who, yeah. By the way, his voice member boy, David Diggs. I was like, hey, right, David, right, get yeah. that money. Get yeah. that Amazon money. That we talk about, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, how that ends in the... Um, in the Actually, um, is is it the no? Is the fourth episode? How that ends in the fourth episode? I thought was great. Uh, where he find no, actually, I like third episode. Um, and it makes for a very powerful moment where yeah, you know, he reveals that you know he was the the, the husband of Gringos, and then she right. eventually comes on and say, yes, I am, I am the I I, I was the wife of um of Omni Man, and he just basically right. say, yeah, don't don't come back, don't. Right. To come back and see that to anybody, you know, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, like she she wishing that he that Omni Man was dead and he like, yeah, I, I, I wish that even more than you, right? It's a really powerful right. moment though, I must say, right? Um but it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And but again, it's just how it keeps setting you up now. So then you actually cut back to Mark now, and then he's confronted by what he thinks is like this super um this this comic book character that he grew up on. I forget the um Seance dog, that's the name yeah, of it, yeah, right? Yeah. That's revealed yeah. to be the shapeshifting alien. Well, the same right. insectoid that you're talking about. I just they're like, all right, well, what's going on here? What's going on here? What's going on here, right? And then they're taking you to the planet. But then you're wondering, okay, well, and he was supposed to stop this thing, some meteor shower, some kind of thing. So why right. why why the guy keep like deflecting again, right? And I won't lie to you, Jill. I just watched it. I just watched it. I didn't know it. I just hear then the music just started to get all like airy and heavenly Jill. and then they just dropped that reveal. Boom. The emperor yeah. of that planet is freaking Omni Man I was like, wow. No yeah. and, and no like my jaw drop at that moment. And you know, usual yeah. thing with TV, right? When they when they hit you with a bombshell, yeah, you have to run credit with no music. <laughs> You know I, mean? yeah. I was like that that totally totally hits right, right. Yeah, but yeah you could talk about um your, your thoughts on that reveal and i guess yeah that's a good reveal it gets you off guard it's like uh, and i'm glad they get well i don't know how the comic how long it takes for the comic to get to this point but yeah it's a good um story beat and it had you going because it's, they sorted out one time they'd wait till the finale or anything like that they sorted out you know, episode three. I like how the, yeah. the pacing is great for me. And, and, uh, and you would think that they would have, they would have leave it for the cliffhanger episode, i.e. episode four. But I know we, we right. do this episode three. Well, we revealing it in episode three and then four is where you'll get the, the answers. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, they addressed that one time uh, as it is. And then, well, yeah, episode four was just brutal as hell. That's oh, really my fight. God. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, well, I, I should so, see. I should see, right? With, with all the stuff you were talking about with episode three, yeah? Um. I have again just this brief storytelling here, Dred. So you're just watching all this this stuff going on, all these side plots going on, right? And then you just drop this fight with Alan and the and the um the Vitramite and, and the Vitramite Dred. That was yeah. so incredibly brutal. Was like the man yeah. lose an eye, like he lose his yeah. eye was ripped eye. out. Like, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, like <laughs> yeah. And that's like the only like that's like the moment of extreme violence that they get in that whole episode. But it just yeah. throws you off um it, it catch you off guard right but yeah right. as far as episode four goes yes you know what i mean um but I like how it's set up though where you know um nolan pretty much any son yes i'm married now and you know mm-hmm. this is your brother you know what i mean because you have a child um and you know i right, the, you the, a child the, with the insectoid yeah right. and, and the way how um 
how Mark responds is is totally worth it. You know what I mean? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like he says that. Right. I love how they cut yeah. it halfway and they show the title. That was real cool too, right? right? But yeah, eventually it's like Nolan just come and tell him, well, you know, the, 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 the same Vitramite too, well, we saw in the previous episode beat the shit out of Alan. Yeah, yeah they're coming for me, right? So, you know, yeah, you have to help me. And so, and you know, so said, so then they show up. And yes, it is an incredibly brutal and badass fight, though. Uh, but I like that there's a particular moment where um, Nolan tells Mark, you can't hold back. You know, it's a Superman thing. Right. We've seen it before, right? But in, I, yeah. I like how it's framed, you know, in terms of like, the father telling his son this, right? You know, like, right. Mark, you can't hold back, you know. It's either this or you die or your, or your brother dies. So you have to you have to go all in. I like how he goes all in, but he's about, like, he was about to kill the female Vitramite, and then she just pull out, well, she have this, um, well, he do, yeah, I call yeah. it a braid now with a blade in it. She's sticking yeah. with it. Now. That was, that was real dope how that happens, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you say you laugh in the moment <laughs> where, how, how Nolan end up, right? But that catch me completely by surprise, right? yeah, because, yeah, he, he and Peel one of the guys, and then the guy just run, just come back and break yeah. him back, Jed. And yeah, you, yeah. I, I love how you just come and say, yo, when you kill a man, make sure he dead. Yeah, that'll make sure. I yeah, love yeah, that. Exactly. I mean, it's no, cliche as all hell, but I love no, that. But to be fair, to be fair, I swear that one was there too. It's like, me no, too. No, 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 that was a piece of dread, this. <laughs> yes, like, yes, yes. Um, but, and then um, Craig, right? Well, General Craig, right? Who assumed this is the first time we've seen him. Then again, I haven't seen season one in a while, right? I love the ultimatum right. that he gives um, Mark where he says, you know, you have potential, you know, in terms of being a vitromite, uh, right? So basically, you have to do our job now and prepare us. Yeah, prepare for the invasion, right? So right. even if it is that you kill a few people, you gotta do that. But if you don't, we will yeah. and we will find out and we will basically wipe you and everybody else out. I love that. Right. Just full stop right yeah. there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. well, of course, you know, um, Nolan because you know he broke the rules and defy you right. know the the, um, the people and whatnot. Yeah, they're gonna carry him back and for we know he's gonna be on trial and for we know you'll probably kill him. Well, I don't know, but, but we'll see. Yeah, that's a good filter. It's like they still have a big like system of law order because they can easily kill both of them there at that point. And end this immediately. So it's it's still unclear to me why they don't just do that. But whatever, they'll explain it. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's it's it's, it's the buildy story. That that's what it is, right? Because yeah, yeah, you know, if you, if you do them, if you do them, them things, your story done. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, because, because like just for me, and I'll stop here, right? Because I've already source material. I assume Omni Man there for he could be there for a while. Like I I right. see he'll be there by the end of this season. Uh, but I I feel that he will be similar to, to Homelander, a, a, a prominent figure in this show. Like, he's he not going to die just so. They're not going to yeah. take, they're not going to take, like, I don't want to call him a fan favorite, but that's probably the most memorable character I, I in know. this show outside of Invincible and just yeah. kill him. Like, they're not going to do it. I know, I know, I know, ultimately, I know ultimately what happens to the character. So that's why oh. it wasn't like a thing. Okay. I know ultimately what happens to the character. So I know, I know why it's not a thing anyway. I think it is. It's like, all right, again, so it's just me asking the ultimate, the, ult, the alternate questions, kind of stuff. Well, right. If they do this, it's already done. Can't do yeah. Um. Um. Uh, all right. Well, well right. just few, just few things for you, right? Um. Just just other subplots, right? Um. I kind of liking what what going on with um. I forget the names now. Uh. With robot and monster Gill, you know. Right, well, right, robot right, in right. particular, not wanting to feel fear thinking that Faye is weakness and yeah, right. him kind of opening up to Montagil and there's a nice little moment where they go and see a movie and they go to a burger joint. That, that was nice. Um, the stuff yeah. with, with Donald, you know, um, 
right? I, I, I have a feeling it's going to lead to something, though, because, yeah, you know what I mean? Because we, well, what we saw in the finale of the last season, yeah, he died, but, you know, I, I'll never forget, like, seeing him in the premiere of season two. I'm like, wait, then you, then you're supposed to be dead? And it's only in episode yeah, two with, with, with Debbie now, that, that's um, Mark's um, mother, you know, comes in and notices, and notices Donald's like, hey, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that. Like, I thought that was cool. Uh, what he does, though, I didn't expect where he goes in the bathroom and pull out a knife and, you know, stick right. his, his, well, his um his arm actually right and you see the bleeding right, right? but yeah you but, know the, the the blade is bent now but you say yeah. that means he's a robot I don't think so because not not because he's yeah, but bleeding how, but I think that there's something no. more to it than that no but how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you blade bent then is, is, oh. is it a cut wound well true, true 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 skeleton the skeleton is something and those skeleton something yeah. All right, well, well here, 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 here's the thing, right? And I'll, I'll just wrap up here of this bit, right? Here's, here's what I'm thinking, right? I am just assuming because I, I, I guess it's the, uh, what, what I can blame it. Um, oh, gosh. The reason why I, I keep thinking about it, too, is, you know, um, the whole clone stuff now, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking that he's a clone right. of, you know, the, the original um, Donald or something like that, right? And, you know, I'm just, I just thinking about the whole clone thing because of... Um, Oh gosh, right. the Mollers now, right? Yeah, Mollers, right. Yeah, I, I just well, that's, about the, clues, that, so. the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making is that one, they already established these conceits already, and then they already have that whole thing with Robot Man. So it's like, well, if we can have a robot that could upload the consciousness to a human body, why can't a human could upload itself into a robot body? That's what I feel they do. But like, they played it like this. What, what I find strange is that they played it like this big mystery. So I don't know what deeper they're going on with that and why Why have a cover up. Like, shouldn't this just be a normal thing? Like, yeah. statistical? I don't yeah. know. Why, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming that maybe um, Cecil knows about it. Clearly, he no, probably I, I does. Get, but you know. I get all of that. What I'm trying yeah. to tell you is why is it played like a mystery for the audience? Like, oh, I Because in the world of Invincible, it's already established that this stuff is... Like, like, I don't think it's not normal, normal, but it's already established that it could be done and reasonably casual, given the nature of Cecil's job. Cecil is, you know, Mr. X-Men. No, Mr. Sorry, Mr. X-Files. No. So... You know, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why it's played so mysteriously. Like it's this big mystery, and like so, what 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 going on deeper? It's a deeper, deeper mystery involving that. Now. That's the only thing. That's all I say. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's my issue. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, ultimately, I enjoyed I enjoyed it so far. You know, a nice cliffhanger. They put them in a they put the characters in a nice space. I don't know where they're going with the narrative. Uh, well, the ending, the last piece, uh, the book. It's like, all right, uh, because I, again, I kind of know the source material. So like okay, I, I know where this is going. I think I know where that's going. Oh, you mean so where, like, right. where 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 Omni Man says read my books? You know what I mean? Read yeah. my books, right? Yeah, right. Because well, it's a, the, the working implication is that he he gives information in the books now. Because I see, which is like a good story beat as well. A story, right? Story. Um, in in these like pulpy sci-fi you know books right. novels. Because I look at the titles, you know, Savage Man, Savage Planet. Like yeah, that's that's some pulpy shit there. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Right. And you mentioned, and well, they see what the title is. If we go back and look what it is, it's like, yeah, I know what it, I think I know what that is. So it's like, all right, I, I think they go into that. But it, because it, this, I don't know where the story will change or won't change. Um, I don't know where they might change the beats, the story beat or the plot beat for that. No. Well, yeah. Um, um, yeah. All right. Well, a well, couple things, couple, right? Um, I do like how, you know, well, I should say it's kind of interesting how the, well, episode four ends, right? Where we cut back to the Maulers, because what happened is that the surviving right. Mauler of what happened with Angstrom in ep- episode one, right? Right. Uh, yeah, you know, he he make a clone of himself, right? But the clone ended up killing him, right? Um, points for, for incorporating uh, a Ronnie Jules song there. Yeah, that's right, from yeah. Ronnie Jules 4, by the way, right? So that was cool. <laughs> that song in the background while, while the credits was rolling. That, that was really dope, right? Um, but what I will just say, just, just to wrap things up, 
right? Um, I don't want to call that great just yet because um, I want to see how it plays out in the second half, right? Um, it does feel at times like they're just covering a lot of ground, like they're spinning a lot of plates, right? Like, you know, all these subplots, right? Whether it's the Guardians and what's going on with Immortal and Bulletproof and all these other characters, yeah, even well, right now well, to Adam Eve too. It, it feels yeah. like, like for me, I'm just hoping that it all culminates into... Not one big moment, but just like everything's just gonna come together neatly, right? Right now we're just seeing a lot of subplots being established and right. I'm just there like, so all right, ultimately are they gonna matter? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, from what I got it, it has to take a, a lot of the comic and you know, crush it into take because if I remember correctly, it took a long time between, you know, Omni Man leaving to Omni Man's returning the narrative. Like from the audience's perspective, so that I know they cut a lot of stuff. I think they cut a lot of stuff and crush a lot of stuff. That's why it's feeling everything feeling so fast now. But to me, that is good pacing. I don't have a problem with that at all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It, I well, well I, I, well, I guess for me, the reason why I'm saying all this too is because I thought that the whole story was going to be centered on Angstrom, right? So I was surprised right. when in episode two we say, "No, we're not even going to. We're not even going to get back to Angstrom at all." You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think he, he only shows up in uh, episode three near the end where he just right. sort of shows up, and you, uh, it was it was funny because the altered future see seeing female version of Cecil and Donald. Right. And they have an alternate Mark there. And, and you, you right. Mark is like, yo, help me. He's like, nope, I'm not going to help you. But right. they, they still had to explain that because, you know, I, I, I just, like, even though it's a great, like, scene, right? I was just still there, like, you know, like, what, what, like, you know, you just come to Mako and see, oh, this, oh, well, is how, this is how you get rid of Invincible. Ah, okay, now I know. And then you just disappear, you know what I mean? So, right. well, it was I, weird. I, I, it was weird. You know, but I think the, the general idea is that well, somebody somewhere in the, uh, in the multiverse ever solved the problem. Um, and right. he's always into the problem. Well, okay, that, that, was, they, they, that, was, that, was, that was actually episode two, by the way. I, I made a mistake. Right. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's, there's, uh, I just see it. Anyway, but, uh, solid so far. Mm. You know, keep, again, the most important thing, keeping my attention. That's yes, it, it certainly you know. does. Um, as, yeah. we, as we said before, voice acting is just fantastic across the board, but I was surprised to hear the V-Digs. I was real surprised yep. to hear um, Peter Cullen is like, what? Like, like, we get Optimus Prime in this and all too, right? Even Squeezie yeah. McGill, Tatiana um, Maslany, um, she uh, she actually played, um, okay. you know she played, she played the, well, when you went to Atlantis, she was the queen there. Like, I saw okay, her okay. name in the credits, like, oh, that's you, okay, we'll do it. That, that, that's right, real cool, right. you know? Okay, no um, and yeah, where, where the story is going is, is really, really great to me. Um, it's just, I just have um, not, not so much an issue, it's just concern about these subplots and where they're all eventually going to lead up to. That That's my concern, because there's a lot okay. of subplots, right? I, I do like the the uh, the world building that they do here, but it could feel a little overwhelming at times, especially in the second and the third episode. But, I mean, I understand it's, you know, a comic book world, so we, we, you know, and, and if you've read a comic book or two, yeah, this this, this stuff feels a lot uh, familiar, right? So I do like that, you know, um, yeah, it feels like the same old scene, but just from an invincible perspective, right? So I do like that, right? And yeah, I, do, I really do like, I really do love, I must say, how, um, yeah, they will hit you in the gut with some emotional stuff, with some violent yeah. stuff here or there. Yeah, so, so don't let the Saturday morning vibe of it fool you. Like, shit could get real, really quickly, right? So I appreciate always that. That, Yeah, there's always that great joke of, uh, where is the Watchmen? Yeah, we see the Watchmen Saturday morning cartoon. Um, um, it's that, it's like oh, I know you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, will, I forget who it is. I think it's college. You want to make that make that joke? Cause like, alright, see. Mm. Yeah, it's reverse at that. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Enjoying it so far. You know, it would without time. What's your time? 
It is, it is. Um, so we'll close with this. I'm not sure when we're going to get the last four episodes. I do hope that we get it real soon. Um, okay. You know, hopefully before the, 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 um, the first half of the year, you know. But yeah, you know, hopefully when, when that comes out, you know, we can check out those last four episodes and then we can just give a, a full review of, of the whole season, right? So yeah, you know, Invisible Season 2 is off the rollick and start here. I really like what I've seen here. All right, so let's talk about some movies for a bit. Uh, Ricardo, you saw Wish... Um, yeah, which, which, right? Which, right? Yeah, haha, right? Um, which first time I saw the trailer, first few times I saw the trailer theatrically, you know, it looked very promising, right? You know, it's Disney 100, you know, we, we're celebrating, you know, the yeah. magic and allure of, of Disney movies, right? You know, we, we're introducing a new Disney princess into the scene, you know, voice my McGill, um, Ariana DeBose, you know, what I mean, Oscar right. winner, I um. And it looked promising enough, right? And you know, especially with the with the time that's been released, you know, late November too. So you know, it's it's kind of getting you ready for the Christmas time, right? But no lie, though, I was hearing some early scuttlebutt about it not being all that good, and I was hearing more and more and more about it. So I was like, eh, I don't know, boy, I don't know, I don't know, right? Um, but you know, well, I hope you know with with your review, um, Ricardo. At least you could just answer my one question. I just hope it is. Is it? I, I just hope that it's not as bad as the Pinocchio remake that he gave us last year, right? You know. Right. Um, and I, I bring this up too because again, you know, Disney One Hundred. You know, we want to celebrate the stuff that you know people love over over a hundred years and all that kind of stuff. But is this particular movie gonna bring anything to the table? Anything new to the table? I don't know. But yeah, I guess you could answer that for me too. So yeah, Ricardo, take it away. Wish. Yeah, all of these are great questions actually, Matthew. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why, I, I get why it's done the way it is, but I, all I'll say is that this this went to theaters and in Canto, stay home, Jared. Nah, man. Uh, I know, you know, right? Like, like right. I will never forget this, right? I'll never forget yeah. this, right? Um, 2021, right? I went cinema seeing Canto, I tell you about it. And then it dropped, I think it was um, Christmas Eve, Dredd. I remember watching Watch Christmas Day. And people lost their shit. like, oh my God, Encanto's like the greatest thing ever. I was like, yeah, I tell all of that. But you all didn't yeah. go to cinema to see it. All they wait until yeah. they come on, all they love it. But anyway, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, real feeling. Real but yeah, like, like, this, um, this, okay, so you can understand why it is, it's a Disney 100 thing. This whole thing is a big homage to Disney. There were a ton of, callbacks and the way how this is designed as a story it at least how it looks like to me it feels like a kind of proto narrative of all disney stories that's what it was kind of that's what i think they were going for is that it does this it does this it does this it does this and it's a bunch of like references to things especially one story in particular which makes sense given the the, the history of disney and why this they did it like this so yeah the main um uh the main uh, this tongue, this I forget the name of this, the tongue, but it's run by this guy, this magic, this magician king called Magnifico. And what he does is that he basically could um he could basically manipulate wishes. Well, you know, he did, so people will ask for wishes. He could control whether or not wishes, and then he's basically kind of operate with a, a kind of um kind of like a lottery system. So he does control and keep things in control because if wishes get out of hand, it could cause more problems than they could solve. He never explains why um. He never explains uh, why this is the case, but he talk about how disastrous it was, right? Oh, the name of the city is Rosas. Uh, uh, and yeah, that is it. So he's he have his own queen. He's the keeper of the wishes. He's kind of maintaining the world, but he gets effectively kind of power man and power hungry. So the main character, she just kind of call him out on that. She like, And they, they set this up almost immediately, right? 
she she explained like yeah you know you should you should give other people wishes or you should effectively is i don't know is it was a busy metaphor yeah capitalism metaphor spread the wealth something like that he he's a very authoritarian person he's like look you not supposed to have too much wishes chill yourself out i can control this and so on and so forth and yeah the main oh main character name is asha uh she she's the one who fight up but what end up so what end up happening is that she end up making she own wish and she end up getting basically wish wish powers from a star uh the star looks basically like the lumix from from um the lumix from from super mario galaxy if you look up super mario galaxy and look at this thing it's the same damn thing i don't know why this could come up with some more original but whatever moving on uh yes everything starts getting magical powers animals and creatures and it have all these things like the you know, talking goat and they get into the magical animal stuff and again it hints at something in the storyline uh and you, you know basically why it is that you know singing this this operating the world and how animals could talk and why and why they seem to be conscious and aware of other people and they basically just magic up everything and then he you know he basically started to catch wind of this because it's like, wait, how is that magic going on without my, my say-so? And he become he try to control everything, and that is where the story shenanigans ensue, and it's pretty straightforward. The plot itself is not bad. That is a pretty good idea. The problem is that it's such, it's so, everything's so bland and forgettable, and everything is just a bunch of Disney callbacks. If you're familiar with Disney history, it's like, alright, I get where this come from, I get what they're doing here, I get what they're going for here. Everything is this. That is a reference to that. That is a reference to Sleeping Beauty. That is a reference to this. And well, just kind of spoilers for the whole storyline. Yeah, a lot of it is like basically the narrative is like a proto version of Snow White. Because um, that is effectively where that part of the world seems to be. So it seems to be the same forest from Snow White. The big reveal at the end. Well, big spoilers, 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 spoilers. Wee, 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 wee. Uh, Magnifico is the magic mirror from Snow White. Because something happens to him in the ending. Really? No. Yeah, he becomes a magic mirror from Snow White. So it's a proto version of Snow White. It's like a prequel to Snow White almost. But I'm not sure if it's like necessarily a prequel or if it's like a prequel that is a kind of proto narrative uh, general conceit that maybe you could say Snow White is derived from. Like that's what I think they're going for. They're trying to do, you know how like a lot of popular stories is derived from earlier stories and some people say it may or may not and some religions or mythologies do that. So they say this come from this and well, Egyptians come from this or Christianity pulled from Hittite mythology or Islam pulled from pre-this society or this reference. And that's how it is feel. Like that, that's what I think they was going for to tell in the story you now. So it's a kind of re-prequelized narrative thing in a sense. You're telling it after, but you're making it up. You're telling it, it comes before, but you're telling it after as a prequel in that sense. And it, it does this homages referencing. That's how I just think about it. And yeah, it, it's, this, it's a shame that it's just so boring because you have a bunch of characters who's clearly supposed to be the seven dwarfs, but it, they like just, not the dwarfs. It, it's like, oh, clearly the dwarfs come from them as a conceit, but not necessarily in continuity prequel concept. If you get, if you get my idea now, it's like, it's just derivations of a narrative. And it don't have to necessarily be a prequel to Snow White, but that's how it's played. Whatever. And that's it. It just they they they, they fight him. The apparently they, they get the people to sing and use the the magic of the people to fight back against the guy. Um, I think the main weakness was was him as a villain. I thought he was a pretty boring villain. Like again, the concept of the villain is good, right? But he himself was just not selling it as a good Disney villain. He was just boring. And another big big problem I had with this. Uh, the 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 music, music sucked, terrible, right? None of these songs stick with me. Compared to 
compared to Encanto, which has had banger after banger after banger. Of Encanto course. Had like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Encanto had like what, four, five, all of these songs is bangers. No song in this good. I wow. can't think of a song. I can't think of a single song. Actually, I remember the song, the music terror. Like, wow. Well, I, could have, I don't know what well, they followed with Twitter. Um, what's, what's the what, what name? Um, what do you call him? Hamilton, no? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, like, yeah. Lin like, uh, um, Manuel. Yeah. yeah. Lin Manuel, but yeah, like they followed, they followed in Hamilton or something. Like, I don't know what going on. But yeah, it was just, it was just forgettable. Like, they get some, they had some decent, like, like, voice acting, I suppose. So they get people like, um, I think it was, with this Chris Pine was the villain? Alright. So so I've heard, yes, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, yes, like, I read uh, it up here. Mm. Uh, but you're so you're so forgettable. Like he's just boring. Like it's like he's just a villain and he go like the image the problem is that a lot of the imagery with Disney villains. I don't know what what changed, but that was a whole thing with history. Remember Disney saw always had a kind of queer coded villains or something along those lines. So like this guy just boring and bland and not interesting. Uh, but I felt they just didn't have the imagery to sell him as a villain. So you just I just watching this and being like, Alright, I mean, he's a villain because you're telling me. But uh, you know, I'm not seeing the actual imagery to, to sell it to me. The main character, boring, right? She just straightforward. Okay, you know. And this is one of those things that they could just, you know, when they, you do a first draft, it really feels like a first draft. This needed so much punching up to it. Like it just in terms of like the narrative beats, the jokes, the music, like them all them songs, it's filler songs. Sorry. Replace them songs and get better songs because the songs is a mess. But yeah, I, this this was it was it was I wasn't ex. I listen. I went into this completely blind. I just knew it was wish. I knew it was a reference. It was supposed to be homaging Disney's history. But this this did not mean to be in theaters. Full stop. Right? They could have put this as a kind of side thing just to celebrate Disney Hundred on on Disney Plus, and that is it. Don't put this in theaters. Terrible. Right? I mean, just the quality just not there at all. Right? It really feel like a second product. It really feel like something you you know when you watch um when Disney was putting out you know the the in the mid nineties. Um, when this point out they, they sequel stuff that way it feel like oh god like, yeah <laughs> if you like like Lion King 2 or and bullshit or a, a, a majority of which I've avoided eh? real talk well yeah. some no some of this stuff is okay like I think uh, Lion, Lion King 2 is okay uh, I remember I remember enjoying Aladdin 3 but Aladdin 2 sucked and so on and so forth like it's just whatever it's just clearly lower quality to where we, wherever we get right? mm. and yeah look Disney right now you know, Disney in terms of their the, the, the abilities there's wax and weed right right now they're in a weaning mood Mm. Right, total winning mode. They, 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 they not really. Um, you know, they, they, they it's late nineties Disney again right now. This is right before you know I got takeover and you know he, he ramp it back up right. So they, they in a dull drums right now. MCU in a dull drums right now. They, they had to take the little L for two seconds, so a little, little five years, and then they'll come back. But right now, this is a, this is one of the exact products. It really feel like uh, remember the movie, the horse movie that Disney put. Remember that bullshit. Uh, gosh, uh what, what was it by? Spirit, uh, spirit something. Oh, Spirit. Yeah, no, Spirit. There was spirit. some... Yeah. yeah, Spirit, right, yeah. I don't want to look up Disney Horse Movie on Google. <laughs> something of the Cimarron or whatever it is. I, I can't remember. I just remember, yeah, I just remember a poster for it. No, yeah, Spirit. Yeah, Spirit. Yeah, it's, it's that. It really feels like that. Um, They use this really cool, like, 2D, 3D technology stuff. Mm. That kind of work. Yeah, it was alright. But yeah, it, it just... This just this common went for me. Really, really weak, weak production stuff. Um, yeah, they need to punch this up. It doesn't need to be in theaters. Uh, rating. Yeah, this. I, I, I don't want to give it like this necessarily bad so because it's not like this objectively bad thing. You know, it's just it don't deserve to be, you know, in theaters, and it just need to really be punched up. But yeah, I, I was, I was underwhelmed with this completely. Rating five out of ten. Yeah, no. moving on. There's nothing else to say because it's just so bland and forgettable. You'll watch it, you'll almost immediately forget that you watch it. 
Like, you know, wow. it's, uh, you know, it's one of those, like, hey, what, what, uh, like, I know, straight up, I had that moment. I had to check my brain or something about going on because I went, when I, when I leave that place, I went to the toilet and I walk out and I say, wait, why was he again? Wait, well, right. I just watched <laughs> this, this, this shitty Disney movie, right? I wow. was not thinking about that movie at all. By doing, you know, a full bladder and an empty bladder, I forget about it. Like, I drained it out in the toilet with, with me. It was bad. Huh. Pretty now, 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 like, now, what's so sad about this now, you know, um, using Encanto's example, is if they were smart, they would have released this earlier, like you see, in September or October, and then release it on Disney Plus, you know, around yeah, Christmas time. Yeah, no, it would have no, Yeah, people would have, I, I imagine a lot of people would have, would have tuned in <laughs> as yeah, to jump in Disney Plus. So they wouldn't have bothered to see it theatrically. Because to this day, I'd still be singing, I'd still be singing on Home and Family Magical. So. Of course, because that, that song is a banger. I mean, it's a banger. So I don't, know, I don't think my brain suffering. There's nothing wrong with me. I don't think so. So as I know, yeah. yes, this shit was forgettable. Holy shit! <sighs> anyway, so so I, I don't know, boys. Is is this a sign of future of, of Disney films? Should they just stop no, with no, this whole Disney princess saying, stuff? I don't know. No, no. As I'm saying, they they waiting right now. They need they need some blood. They need some new blood. Then they they had to, they had to do something because you know you know entangled. This is not right. It just just weak, real weak right now. Really, really weak stuff. Um, that, that is the problem. Uh, but yeah. None of it with it. Yeah, so it's, it's a mess. Again, they just, I don't know, it's, it's the second string of the B-team stuff that they, I don't know why they, they're doing this. Because it not, this is like, not as, this is like worse than Tarzan, you know. You can tell Tarzan had that real, like that's a real low point mm-hmm. and it just get lower. But I say it's spirit. It's on level of spirit. It's that bad. It, it's, it's rough stuff. Jeez, boy. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I thought it was terrible. Uh, so yeah, Disney, y'all, y'all, y'all need to go back to the drawing board, boy. You know what I mean? Y'all, y'all need to do that, boy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they had to take the, they had to take. I mean, look, it's, it's Disney. Disney, as I say, they'll, 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 they had to take the L. That's all. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll bounce L. back up. They'll, they'll bounce right. back. I see back up, right? Be they'll bounce back somehow. No, yeah, yeah. There's a five years. They just need the fresh blood. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. It's just they, they just do the, like I get why they did this the way they did, but like it just felt so uninspired, Jordan. Like, jeez, boy. Right, so let's talk about Good Burger 2. So, as as I normally do, you know, because I am the pre-ramble guy, let me do a pre-ramble, right? So, in preparation for this movie, right, I recapped, or I should say rewatched um, Good Burger, right? You know, from 1997, okay. right? Um, yeah. Honestly, I have not seen that show in ages. Honestly, I, I don't even think I remember when I saw it, right? And I'll tell you why. Because when it was out theatrically, I remember when it was out in theaters back in 97, I didn't I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Um and yes, it was during the and summer. I didn't, see it. I didn't yeah. see it in theaters. I saw this. I saw, I remember they, they eventually showed it on Nickelodeon or they showed it on cable like a year later or something like that. But I yeah. saw it on cable. I, 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 I watched I, it on yeah, cable. Yeah, I, I think I saw it on cable like not on Nickelodeon but somewhere I else. don't remember getting it for VHS either. Yeah, so I, I didn't I, I didn't see Good Burger in theaters, right? Um I, I saw it eventually on cable, right, if I'm not mistaken. Um and I don't know, like I just forgot about it, right? Which is so weird, right? Um so so just just to, to start off, right? Um all that and Keenan and Kel, right? Um yeah. I am more of a Keenan and Kel fan. That was the that was that was pretty much the show that introduced me to, to, to all that, which is weird, I know, right? Because um I didn't have cable back then. That was my excuse, right? So I'll never forget. Um, TV Six used to show Keenan Kel, and Stop. Channel Two yeah. used to show all that. 
So when okay, Keenan Kell was blowing up now, um, I remember he used to run it like in the late 90s, right? Especially during summer when, you know, there was no school. So I used to watch his weekdays, right? Um, still, still really enjoy that show. I don't say I flat out love it, but I really enjoy that show. A lot of great moments there. And, you know, it's just the chemistry that Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell had was just undeniable, right? And, of course, yeah. that team song from, from Coolio is a bop. I have yeah, it on the phone. It's a bop, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a bop, right? Yeah. Um, and then I saw all that, and I was like, oh, that's where it came from. And I was introduced to other right. actors, other great actors as, as well, to, you know, um, 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 well, you know, the other Sazi show, comedic actors and whatnot, who were there, right? And that was where I was introduced introduced to the whole Good Good Burger segment, right? And, right. you know, that's where I saw Kel doing the welcome to Good Burger, home to Good yeah. Burger, kind of get your order. And I, I was like, oh, that's where it is. That's where this Good Burger movie that I saw advertised on TV came from. I didn't know that. Okay, again, didn't have cable, right? So eventually I saw the film, but for the life of me, I couldn't remember a single thing about it, right? Because um, my, my whole takeaway from that whole era, right? Let me just call it the all that era, right? Was Keenan and Kill was that TV show, right? It just always stood out so much to me, right? Well, um, the two of them were the breakouts from the, the show. Like, it had, the others went on to do other stuff, but they, they were the major two big people to come out of the show. Exactly. Uh, I mean, yes. Keenan Thompson right now, he is SNL alumni right now, right? And right. Kel, now, well, he, goes on to, he goes on to even bigger bigger heights later. So Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, and uh, quite quite famously, he was in fa- uh, he was in Fat Albert uh, right. live action movie, which actually, which actually went well, to see in cinema, actually went to cinema. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. He, he kind of make his bones off of like just that's what that was one of his first like big things was was uh uh him doing a Cosby, Cosby impression. Yes, that's what he's known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, and mostly that. So there's a whole interesting history with respect to that. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, they make they make a reference. I'll get, we'll get to that later too. Um, about something like that, but. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. yeah. So, so, all right. So, so wrapping up here, right? So, so you know, years later, right? You know, um, I would all, I usually kind of recap, you know, certain episodes of Keenan and Kel, or you know, just just sort of remember moments, right? And you know, like like many people who enjoy that show, and I guess the extent, um, all that and Good Burger, you know, you all this, all this, they're wondering, you know, when would Keenan and Kel actually like reunite now? And they always used to tease it, you know, like what, you know, they'll do it eventually, but they didn't, right? And then, um. We, we we got word that, you know, this movie was coming out, right? I remember a trailer came out for it, but I didn't want to see it. The reason being is because, again, I didn't see the first one. I haven't seen that in a long while. So, as a good thing, too, that I did not watch the trailer for this because, yeah, they spoil They actually spoil the whole movie. Like, they give it the whole gist of the movie. Too and much, that was, yeah, yeah which, which, which sucked, man. You know what I mean? Um, but I should mention um, last year, right? Late last year, uh, where there was that one um, episode of, of Saturday Night Live with uh, Wigil Kiki Palmer, who who show up, right? Who, who was hosting the show, right? And yeah, she and much to my surprise, I guess you're surprised too, right? There was a Keenan and Kel sketch thread, and it right. was like like it just caught me completely by surprise, right? But the big takeaway from that too really was not 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 just um you know um oh gosh not just Kiki's baby bump. But but Kel Mitchell was there now, you know what I mean? That he yeah. was doing the whole you know, he was playing himself in the show and the whole orange soda stuff now. And you know, you've seen it alongside Keenan, you know, who, you know, if if you watch SNL, you know, he always does that, you know, no, you're not. You know what I mean? What are you talking about? This is stupid. You know, he always does the, the whole street man thing. Like everybody around him is acting way and he's like, No, this is stupid. Why you you know, he always does that so well, right? But yeah, it was seeing the two of them together. I mean, like kinda hyped, like, okay, this good burger two thing could be something though, you know what I mean? Off of what I saw from that from that brief sketch, right? 
But last, you know, uh, as, as far as, you know, my recap of Good Burger, right? Um, it is a product of its time, right? It is, right? But yeah. I will lie, though, it, well, it, it just took me back to, like, just no lie. Like, 1997 was a weird year for movies, right? Okay, I remember this was the same year that we got Batman Robin and Mortal yep. Kombat Annihilation. It was just yep. a year, like, you know, we were young, right? We were still in primary school or, you know, about to go to secondary school, right? So, you know, we were just seeing fun, goofy, weird, flashy stuff in front of the eyes. And, you know, we just watch it because it's a, it's a Hollywood film, right? And, but then, you know, as you get older and you start looking at each other, it's like, wow, this is, like, so dated or so dumb, right? When it came to, like, me just watching over Good Burger, right? Yes, it's a product of its time, right? It is tailor-made for kids. It is for the all that fans. It's for the Keenan Kel fans. Um, for me, Kel Mitchell is the MVP of that whole show. Just the energy that yep. that man put into that film, right? Even, yes, he is this black man talking like a white surfer dude. And he's just yep. dropping all these dumb, just incredibly stupid one-liners, right? So, but yeah, still, that, that, the energy that, that the man put into that boy is like, I, wow, I preferred, I, I preferred his character from Keenan and Kel over Good Booker. I, yes. I just find I don't mind a dumb character, but you can have a, a character who too dumb. Yeah, and, and yeah, right. no no like, um, well, um, oh gosh, Ed, that's his name, right? Ed, Ed right? yeah, Ed too dumb. Yeah, Ed is Ed too, dumb. too, 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 too dumb, right? Too dumb. But still, like Kel, Kel, Kel put so much like energy it. in it, though, it's like, he clearly loved the character, whatever it is. But what I was saying is that Kel from Keenan and Kel in the show was dumb, but he wasn't like, you understand why he's dumb. Yes. Like, he's, he's, <laughs> just a dumb, he's just a dumb dude, right? He does dotish. Yeah. But Ed, too dumb. Ed is That's comically dumb. And I, get, and I get it. I get what they're going for. It's like this, you know, over-exaggerated kind of conceit of stupidity. But God, man. I, I know, nothing boy. About it, him, nothing about him makes sense. He's like, how you getting out? How you surviving? How you alive? Yeah. And not only have him like what they do it and again there's a big there's a big running joke about that in the in his new movie. But it's like, yeah, this man now he now he's surviving, but let's but thriving. Thriving, but, but yes. Yeah. Flourishing. Flourishing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, right, yeah, so so yeah, that's our wrap up here, right? So today, right, you know, when when if you know looking looking back at Good Burger, right? Yes, it's a kid's show, right? I imagine, you know, if I was... Like, for me, if I was really that big into all that, I'd have really enjoyed it as a kid, right? And I probably right. would have had a blast seeing it theatrically, right? But seeing it after the fact, I was like, well, you know, I, I kind of prefer Keenan Kill, the show itself, right? But, you yeah. know, Good Burger itself is is what it was, right? It's a Nickelodeon show. It's for the kids. That's what it was, right? I'll give them, I'll give the show credit. It knew its audience, right? It's for kids, right? It's, it's for kids who want to see cars crash into each other and you know people slip on you know on, on banana peels and fall right it's for that right but of course the cell is keen and kill together in you know their first feature film now, feature length film now. that's the gist of it right um and in a retrospective look at it right just to wrap things up right you could kind of see this as sort of a stoner comedy in a sense but more like all right if you grew up on all that, if you grew up on Keenan Kill, and if you saw Good Burger as a kid, and you're just looking for like some mo- so, just some dumb shit to watch while you get high, yeah, put on Good Burger, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, I remember this when I was a kid. That that's really what it was, right? But in no way would I call this like some cult 
well, I guess you could call it a cult classic, right? But in no way would I call this a stoner classic, right? The reason why I bring it up stoner classic is, yeah, it's because of the style of humor, right? It doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's just this irreverent humor. It's just, and then, of course, you know, the character of Edge just being like, dude, and uh, you know what I mean? Kind of looking yeah. high a majority of the time, even though, yeah, the character don't smoke at all, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you kind of need a character like that in a movie, in a comedy, right? And no matter what hijinks take place, yeah, if if, if, if you get heighted, yeah, it's a stoner move, right? But, I mean, it is what it is, right? That That's what really what I, what, what I want to say, right? But yeah, Ricardo, before you get into um, Good Burger 2, yeah, you can talk about your history with this move, with the first movie, and in particular, all that on um, Keenan Kill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just my just working history, which is that I was kind of fans of Snick. You remember Snick? That was me. I used to watch Snick, kind of. Um, all that was kind of funny. It's like, okay, they're doing the whole SNL, but for kids thing, I kind of get it. It works um, for the time, and it was kind of funny. It had, one thing I do remember is Ross Perot. It had a girl who used to do Ross Perot. That was great. Uh, but all the other side people was pretty good, and they make a bunch of great jokes. Oh, just speaking of that, for this, in the promo, promotion material, I think on TikTok or so, they brought back uh, Pierre Scargo, um, if you know who that is. So uh, that was Keenan's character who used to just say random shit in a in a rain suit in Paris, in a bathtub. Oh, um, right. I vaguely remember that character. I vaguely, right, vaguely. But right. I know you're talking about. So they brought he brought that back in the reference in a reference to for the show. Uh. Like, okay, and it's another all that character, recurring character. So they they doing the whole SNL movie thing. And yeah, well, you know, Good Burger was by far, by and large, as good as you know, as as good as you would get from all that. And it makes sense that they they had the money to do it. And it, to me, Good Burger no more worse than any of the other SNL, you know, sketch the comedy movies. Like, mm. it have like about 10 SNL sketch the comedy movies and only like, what, two or three of them good. You know, uh, well, well, Wayne's World, I think, I think is the best, yeah, just, I think. We, we, yeah. We are Wayne's World, Bob Roberts, I think is probably the best one, maybe. And I liked Coneheads. I remember. Like, oh, I, 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 I never watched Coneheads, though. <laughs> yeah, but I show, I show if you go and watch, if I show I go and re- check the score for Coneheads, it's like 35 or some bullshit like that. Like, you know? Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember I remember Wayne's World, the first one being decent. I remember yeah, the, the second well, one I, I didn't I didn't great. care for two. I didn't care for two at all. Yeah, I remember two being kind of forgettable. That's yeah. the Wayne stock thing. And that, that's kind of all flat for me. Um, but I remember, like, I know Bob Roberts was really funny. Like, I remember Bob Roberts being pretty good. But, uh, and I was, like, not really known as a sketch. And I came out the same year. They're like, ah, what? Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I uh, just, you know, this to me, all the, the, the way this movie was okay. Like, for, at the time, it, it just worked for what it was supposed to be. It made it funny to kids. I remember Sinbad was in this, and he was funny in it. Yeah, uh, and, and it's so funny because while I was watching him, him in that movie, I was reminded that the year before he was in a little, which I, I could safely call a cult classic film called Jingle All the Way. Right. Yeah, so yeah. he was writing yeah, yeah. high off of that success, you know? Yeah, yeah, he was, he was beginning 90s. I remember he had some really funny stand-up. He was one of the few clean stand-up comedians as he was meant as a kind of a kind of reactionary counterculture kind of thing, similar to like Will Smith being the clean rapper. Yeah, like um, I, I even went to the to see First Kid. I think that's the name of it. Because, yeah, a whole big Sinbad was. I went and see that show. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, 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 so he used that. And so, but I remember I remember that's good book. just being fun for it was. It dotish, you know, a bunch of people from all that and SNL in it. Um, they make a reference to this, and I will get to that very soon. Uh, but that was good on its own. And then the, the plot was just a straightforward plot. It's like, oh, the big corporation trying to buy all the small company, so on and so. And they just do the more or less same script for this one. And I think, yeah. Um, uh, but but before we jump into Good Burger 2, you mentioned Keenan Keldo. Like, I mean... Yeah, no, 
I I like I love Keenan Kel actually. I, I thought it was a pretty good show. Great, mm. great catch bits. It had um. I, I'll never forget the tuna episode. That 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 shit just cracked me up every time. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 that's a classic. I remember that. Mm. Yeah, right. And yeah, it, it's just a show that worked for it. Is I remember the ending was pretty sad. They make it, they make it work. Where it basically Keenan moves out and they they had a whole thing and the life goes on with the yeah. show. And it it just works. It had a good. It was a decent family dynamic. Although the, the, the who they get for the parents and the younger sister was pretty good as well. Of course. Um, po- points for getting Ken Foreyred as in Donny dead yeah. Ken Foreyred to be the dad. Yeah. That was like real cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they make it work. And uh, I I thought they had a big deal to do more with that with this um with this show. I thought they would make a lot more callbacks um as it was, but we didn't really get that. Yeah. Uh, and then you know. Yeah, the show was just a funny show, you know. Again, they did cool your theme song is a classic. Much I got to get TLC to do all that. They get they get a rapper. Yeah, there's a lot of like black stuff in, in Nickelodeon in the nineties for some reason. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. And yeah, and, and that's la- last point about about Keen and Kellen we move on, right? And yeah, I um uh, for better or for worse, that show put me on to orange soda. Like, you know, the who oh, loves yeah, yeah. orange soda. That that was me. Uh, I, I even I even love how you said end with why? I used to love yeah. to say that too. They make they, well they make they make that joke. In this as well. In this one, uh, yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, that's about it. It's done nothing. So when they when they find anything, it's like eventually Kel. I forget what Kel was doing in between, other than well, Keenan on, on SNL forever now at this point. We kind of insane how long he's on SNL. Uh, but Kel, I forget what Kel was doing. He went back to what a Disney Channel show or something like that. I I, I don't remember. I, I haven't I yeah. haven't followed up on this guy's career since. But yeah, he yeah. he does yeah, like he does do a thing for what it was uh, coming back as a as a thing. Yeah, he still was a, a reasonably decent actor, but yeah, he I'm not sure if he fell, fell on hard times per se, but it, he's one of those who really came across like he would do that. Like, I, I never I always thought that Keenan was much more talented than him as as far as comedy goes, because he was a better straight man and he had better comedy time. Mm. That's what made Keenan to me Keenan was much more talented than Kel. Kel is a funny, goofy guy, but he not I, don't, I never got the sense he was talented. Right, whilst Keenan had legit comedy talent, I'm not surprised he went on to SNL. And, and Keenan is just good, good straight man time, and they do that really well in this, like um, for what it is. But yeah, um, as for this, let us get to this now. Uh, I expected to completely hate this, and I didn't. Right, I just thought it was kind of bad. But I was, I was, it was much better than expected, surprisingly. Oh, um, wow. Okay, okay, wait, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, we're yeah. going to have I really one of those thought, debates now. But yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought, I don't know if I get so often my old age or something like that, or if I have a bias towards it, because I don't think I do. Uh, but I was like, I was watching it and thinking, I'm going to be rolling my eyes, I'm not going to be paying attention. But I was actually like, watching it like, oh, it, it have funny enough comedy beats too. Um, for what it was though. And I was like, yeah, this was much better than expected. Surprisingly charming and funny for what it was. It worked in that it kept the 90s goofiness and avoided being too cynical. That's the main thing. And then it surprisingly didn't feel like it was pandering the nostalgia too much. Like I really thought, oh, it's gonna be complete nostalgia sludge. And it wasn't. And when it, well, how, I, how I feel about this, it feel like um it kind of feel like in my mind kind of clicks to a little bit where mm. they make a workable evolutionary material and also the marketing campaign for this was fun. Again, like with with, with Keenan bringing back PIS Cargo for that that one bit on on TikTok. That was funny. And it had some decent callbacks and cameos from SNL, like you know, Ego Ego and Woodham. Yeah, know, I was like, wife, hey, look, McGill there too. Woo, they bring back, nice. they bring back. Um, what's your name? Um, what was the model back in the nineties? Oh, um, um, Carmen Electra. I I Carmen I, Electra, I forgot right. that she was in this show. To um, yeah, she was and in the last show. I was wondering. That was a funny joke as it was. Eh? Back in the days, like, wait, how can I so much sure do? I like, wait, you get through with Rochester. That's what we're going on. But they make a whole funny. They will make a whole bit of that, and it was like they just played for what it was. It's bad. Eh? I'm not saying this is some kind of masterpiece. It's still probably going to get it worse of the, the year, or at least a, a, a dishonorable mention. But I could not get myself to hate this somehow. I really thought I would have been like, wait, boy, fuck this movie kind of thing. And I was like, no, 
and they made like a, a bunch of references. They made a Dan Schneider joke because they make reference. Here's the thing: Dan Schneider wrote Keenan and Kelly. He was the creator of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that so guy added, being um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He was he played Mister Mister Bailey right in the first one. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Right. So if you know the story of Dan Schneider and what happened with that. Yeah, that channel is like borderline some cosmic nonsense was going on in Nickelodeon. That's a whole piece oh, of crap. Oh, right? I yeah, did not, I did not know that. Swear just, to God. Just all I'll say, all I'll say, just don't, don't, just don't Google why it is that Nickelodeon had a big foot as this symbol. Oh, shit. It's probably why. <laughs> right. And I don't know why. But yeah, it's a whole drama with that. So when, when Kel made reference to that, he said, you know, the, 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 the former manager who just vanished and disappeared into nothingness. I was like, oh, wow, mm. did they really do that? Dread? I remember. Like, yeah, mm. that's funny, though. And so, it started, so I started, when I saw that, I started looking for the little in-betweens behind the scenes, those jokes and reference, and there's a lot of them. And they have a lot of, like, reference and jokes and call-outs, and all these little, like, people, somebody from Please Don't, somebody from Please Don't Destroy is in, in the story. You know, a bunch of SNL people in it. Mm-hmm. Again, Ego and Woodham, she was the, I think, Bordiago said a little clip for the, little things like that. And it, so it come together, and it ended up just working and gelling together a lot better than it is. Again, I don't think it's good. <laughs> like, let's be clear. Good Burger 2 is not good. But it just... It, it's like the Space Jam 2 thing. It's no more worse than the original. That, uh, in my humble opinion. It does uh-huh. exactly what it needs to do. It targets... It's, it's for that audience. Like, if you liked it and you're, you're, you're watching it with your kid now, they might like it. Because it, it does... It just feels like the old show. It just feels like the old movie. Like, it just... It really feels like part two. Like, again, like Clerks 2. Right? So I kind of compare it. Like, it just... Is a it's just an evolution of the material in there now, eh? and they make it work. They, they explain where Keenan's character went and how he ended up and how he come back. The 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 cameo at the end is great with 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 Keenan's sister, the character's sister, who did who, who comes back to play him, play her. Yeah, that's funny. And that's a funny bit. I like what this actually happened. Like at, at no point I, I laughing and thinking, "Wait, boy, fuck this will make him laugh." It's more like, okay, that kind of funny. Like for me at least, mm. I don't know if I get soft in old age, but it's that. Like, that's how it felt. And I, I, I could not get myself to hate this. Again, let's just remind everyone in the audience out there, this movie is not good. It's still bad. But it, it's about as good as the original. Like, and the original was good. The original shit. So it's like, whatever. Moving on. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. But yeah, it was fine. It was tolerable. I, I wasn't drunk or anything like that either. Like, I had three beers and I was like, hey, this is real funny. No. Watch it normal. It kept my attention. It had funny enough bits. I think one a big part of it is that I watch it. Tra- I didn't watch the trailer ahead. I didn't see the trailer before watching. I went into it as blind as I could. Mm. So I didn't watch the trailer, and I was just you know dismissive of it. And I, yeah, I ain't watching the trailer. Wait, it's gonna be shit. But I gotta watch it for the show. I watched it for you, right? And uh, then I watch it. And then I saw. I saw all. But when I watch back the trailer, I see all the bits. I was like, all right, well, this is not. And I'm jokes that are spoiled for me. So I end up laughing at somebody's jokes, like the part where the, um Kel and him was Kel was just getting something wrong, and Keenan reminding him. A thing, that's mm-hmm. funny. I forget what it is. It is dumb, ding dong, ping pong. Oh like, yeah, that, it, that well, yeah. It started with, with um with, with um oh gosh with King Kong right. yeah and ding dong yeah, right yeah. right. I like dumb shit like that. Dumb shit like that just make me laugh sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a funny bit. But I'm sure if I show it in the trailer, I'll be like, okay, I see this joke already, so I'm not laughing. Yeah, well, it, well, it was in the trailer. God damn it. Exactly, <laughs> it was. Oh, the other one, the other one is um, little dumb shit like don't attack. That's funny. <laughs> like it's dumb, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like I smile out of it. Whatever. Move it on. Anyway, tell me what you tell me how I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no. Here, here, here's the thing, right? You, you're actually not wrong, right? Um, right. So, so, right. So, if you if you just go in with your expectations real low and you're just expecting a repeat of what the first film was, then you know you you will you will be entertained by what it is you see, right? 
but but for me though, um, uh, unlike you, I I, I hated this. Um, right. And uh, I have to explain why, right? So you know, folks who are listening here, I mean, I know like cynical asshole, right? Like I know who the audience is for this, right? It's catering to the fans of the old show, and you know, hopefully, if they have you know kids of their own, you know, you can introduce them to this, right? All that's fine. And just to get the positives out of the way, right? You know, it was great, right? Seeing Keenan and Kel together, right? Um, even though they, they, they're like in the 40s right now, you know what I mean? They're still there. They still have that comedic timing down. They're still willing to do whatever. You know, Kel, again, is an MVP. You know, he just willing to see and do dumb shit, you know, just to entertain us, right? And he does that so well, right? Um, also, the direction. Not that bad, too, right? Um, I'm not familiar with the director who worked on this. Uh, but it wasn't like, you know, the guy from before, of course. It wasn't Brian Robbins, right? You know, well, why right. the, the showrunners for, like, all that and Keenan Kel or somebody else, right? So it looked good, right? Also, like how they incorporate, you know, some of the, um, some, you know, some, some SNL, you know, faces or whatnot. Um, right. and, you know, like how they continue the, just how they continue the relationship between Ed and Dexter, right? In particular, Dexter and, you know, where he's at in his life right now and how he eventually gets back into, into Good Burger kind of makes sense, right? And right. Ed, you know, being the weirdo that he is and how his life has progressed for the better. Yeah, that was, that was really interesting as well too, right? And you know, I do I like I do like the fact that we get sort of like an updated version of the corporation one. It's a the corporation where they take down um, right. Good Burger. Now it's the corporation wants to buy out Good Burger and make it their own, right? right? That's 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 very cutting. I don't want to say cutting. That's, that's very oh, uh, modern, same, right? Is the same? Is the exact same uh, beat? Like it's the same story. It is. That's the updated story. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That that yeah. that being said though, that being said, right? Now. When it came to the first movie, right? Like, the first movie, when I watched it over, didn't have me, you know, rolling on, the, you know, um, you know, laughing in stitches and all that kind of stuff, right? I just saw it, a chuckle at some points. But, you know, again, I just treated it as a kid's film and it was, it was in the 90s, right? You know, it's like that, right? And I have to go back to the whole stoner comedy vibe of things, right? Where you can look at these shows that was just dumb fun, right? That's really dumb fun. And, you know, you can kind of watch it over and be like, you know, like, it's dumb fun, you know, but I guess you'll enjoy it even more if you were, if you were, if you were half big or whatever it is, right? Or if you're high or whatever right. it is, right? So it's like that, right? Uh, while I was watching Good Burger 2, I couldn't help but ask myself, um, like, again, like, even though I know in my head who the audience is this for, um, I was still asking myself, who is this really for, really? Is it just for the, for the, for the, for the diehard Good Burger fans, the, the ones well, who I mean, really have this first film as a classic or something like that? Like, why no, does this movie exist? Yeah, you know, it's debatable that, it's debatable that, that if young kids were like this in the same way, like, it's clearly like a projection of what kids may like, but I think they might. So I, I think it's a decent enough, like, calculation on the part of the creators of this film. Because it's clearly for like that is where it, it felt like and like, to me it didn't feel like it had nothing that was racy or nothing about it. Like to me felt like anything that I w- was wait this this not for kids or anything like that. So oh no, no, I get no. What that's it, that's fine. Right. Mm, yeah. Right. But yeah. yeah, but but I don't know. I, I for me, I, I was just watching this and you know, you, you see it about you know, um you didn't roll your eyes or whatnot. I was I didn't roll my eyes, but I was just like watching jokes play out of like, oh, okay, that's that's a joke, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or, or that's a joke. Okay, okay, okay. 
Yeah. Alright, so 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 Kel, you know, um so so it's in the trailer, goddammit, right? Yeah, some guy complaining that, hey, you know what, don't ask for ice in my in my drink and right. Kel nice puts his hands in the in the in the in the man drink and throw nice it out, right? You know, yeah. and, and, and that's a joke, right? Nice and joke. it was just that like throughout the entirety of the show and yeah. I just I didn't even laugh. I didn't yeah. chuckle at, at you know, I just sort of watching this thing and like why uh, why Matthew, why Matthew, I will admit, I will admit, if I saw the trailer and my brain would have already processed that joke and I won't tell her. That's all I'll see. <laughs> because I know even though I see the bit already, I know the bit coming. You know, once you see the joke, if you tell me the joke two, three times, you had you had to know how to tell the joke in a in a real impressive way. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, they keep doing they keep doing like a bunch of stuff that there was a reference again. It I don't laugh and I go for it, you know. Because this the movie we watched last week, the movie, uh we call it um the, the Western last week. Oh, um, that, oh, 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 Lord Johnny Black, yeah. Right, that's better than this, you know. But oh, because of course, had, yeah. But I, that, because I had such high expectations for that, you know, that I hate that way more. This, yeah. no expectations, and I just got a little smoke. Like, they make a Michael Bay reference. Yeah. I yeah. And I just say, it's like, oh, oh, okay, that that's a joke, okay, right? I, yeah, I, I, all right, it's so, Yeah, it, it's dumb. Well, all right, so, so, so yeah. I think for me, I think for me, why I was really let down by this, right? Is that you could argue and say yes? The first movie was dumb. The first movie was shit anyway. You know why? Why should the second one be any better? Um, so you telling me in the gap of, in the space of time between ninety seven and twenty twenty three, somebody could just sit down and come up with a smarter, funnier script that still leaned towards the same dumb, goofy humor that you remember from the first film? Like nobody did that. Everything was just straight down the middle, just dumb, goofy shit, just because. And yeah. it's going doing all this stuff in the attempt of, oh, you know, well, you know, hopefully, you know, the younger people who didn't grow up on on Good Burger could appreciate this, they could like it, but the older people who will watch this might like it too. I imagine, like, older fans who might watch this might groan even more than we do, right? You know what I mean? I have, like, I have geez, no idea. Like, like, I, I have this, no this idea. This is what we really, you know what I mean? Like, wow, like, I know, like, you know, like, it, 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 it's almost a sense that they could look back at the first movie and be like, wow, like, I mean, I know the first movie was bad, but we were kids. We didn't know any better. And now we've seen no, that, this, and we kind of being reminded of how bad it really was. Exactly, but that's what the gamble they make for this one, too. It's like, yeah, you you know, if you're, if you're concerned about it, you're probably too old for it. Like, again, they kind of rely on the gamble of you watching this with your kid and your kid not being completely ignorant of the material. Because yeah. it, it just feels just like the first movie. Like, in terms of the same humor, it's the same dotish humor. Yeah. That's why I, I can't like come down on this too hard because I don't know what, what to punch up to make this work in that sense now. Like, no, this is that is the audience. That is what it is. Right. Like, I don't know what to like what to say as it is now. But yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, that's my attitude, right? Mm -hmm. If they want to really to me, if anything, if they really want to evolve the material, they don't have to go it's not gonna be clerks where you're gonna get some dark nonsense, right? Clerks is for adults, full stop. But the thing is, straight up just do a different project with Keenan and Kel together. Like they could have just didn't need to make good burger too at all. Like Thank to be you. honest, like why does it? Why did the two of them don't have other scripts? And by the way, they make that joke in this. They try to make it as self-aware as possible because, mm -hmm. well, what could I do otherwise if I'm not? Yeah, if, if I'm not working a good burger again, yeah, yeah, right. I, I know. And they make, I they, make, they make that joke of, well, you know, it's possible that Keenan and well, like, is it possible that that Keenan Kelly, if if trajectory was different, that their career is gonna be a big like a big comedy duo they're going through? Like, um, I forget who was who was big comedy duos back in the years where they just make a bunch of other shit together. 
and they blow up. But I know how their life end up. You just, you know, one went to SNL and that was it. <laughs> you just yeah, SNL and, and, yeah, and, and that was it, right? Um, yeah. And yeah, you know what I mean? And oh, oh, uh, well, there's just a few things that they'll uh, get through it, right? right? Like, uh, okay, here's a comparison off the top of my head as, as, as two people doing stuff together. Key, key, um, key and Peel. Key, key and Peel, yes. Um, right. What was the show like they did? A, um, Keanu. Um, that was the name. Keanu, Keanu? which was terrible. Eh? Which uh, yeah, was I, terrible. I heard that. I, I didn't. I never watched it. I, I saw that. I saw that. Before. I saw that. That was terrible. Absolutely rubbish. But then they split up, and well, you know, one went on to be a masterful, you know, master horror director, and well, you know, Keegan Michael couldn't do anything. Yeah, you know, well, well, not, yeah, not, well, well, Keegan doing more voiceover stuff. Yeah, voice stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. he'd be showing yeah, up in a bunch of like animated films. And all stuff. Yeah. Right. But I think that's how I kind of see how they deteriorate the because, like, I, again, I would have liked to see. To me, it, they could have sat down. I don't know what would have happened, like, career-wise. Like, let's say the 90s end, and they could have easily done young adult comedies, stoner comedies outright, and more adult shit as thing. And I thought what happened with, with Kel Mitchell. Kel Mitchell just, just never grew up. Like, he just seen a, a, a state of arrest development. I don't know him in any adult roles or even trying to be, right? He, just, he still stay Ed. When, it, no, when he in his Ed costume with the makeup, he's not looking any older. He just, he's just one little small... Thing with his face, his jawline, looking a little taut. Yeah. Not about it. Mm-hmm. age, looking the same damn way. But, but we're like, um, that that dude look weird with that with that hair, dude. With the braids, he look real weird at that, right? But you, but you, get, no. you get used to it while they watch the show, but when you no, see yeah, the first yeah, time, but, it's but, like, yeah, but, but, but to me, it looked like it looked like Ed. It still looked like he looked that much older. To be mm-hmm. honest, he looked. Big. And then with the guy, when the guy who they got to play his oldest son working there. He's pretty good too. Oh, um, Ed too. Like, like, like a scene yeah. here. He's played. Um, his his name is Alex Hib- Hibbert. He was yeah, little in um. Oh gosh, in Moonlight, he was he, he was a kid, the kid version of right, the, right, the right, lead. right, right, right. Yeah, he and he was he was like yeah, but this was this was, he actually was really really talented. They're like oh, they get then they get good people to, to do the thing. I don't know. Yeah, I can't get myself to hate it. This probably right. still make more worse than the early, sir. Leaving mm. it at that. Right. But I don't know. I can I can see what I can see what they would have done otherwise as it is now. Like what are you gonna do to punch up this to All make right. it smarter? So oh. <laughs> okay, so 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 I totally understand where you're coming from, right? Um yeah. really at the end of the day, what you what you see is exactly what you get, right? You, you know yeah. the, the the whole world apparently asks for a good burger two movie. And yeah, we right. got that, right? Um and it really does feel like not even a spiritual sequel, it feels like an exact sequel of the yeah. first movie, right? So I will give I will give Jack his jacket for that, right? But I still felt with the with the gap of time, right? You know, um right. I'm not knocking the, the actors, ma- right? I, I, I just want a masterpiece. <laughs> no, not 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 a not a masterpiece, right? But just right. something a lot funnier. Instead of just doing okay. dumb shit and just just playing it. Okay. <laughs> the joke is that he's seeing something dumb. The joke is he's doing something dumb. Back in ninety seven when we was kids, okay, we you know we could have let us slide because you know we we were we were home during the summer watching Nickelodeon, right? Or in my case, watching Key and Kel on local TV, right? Yeah, but, but the twenty twenty three man, like like come on though, yeah, and, and it's grown adults know. doing this. Yeah, but that's the problem. Is but that is the problem is that it's not for it's for the same kids. That's how I feel about it. But like, I but I but I will make the argument that even the same kids who grew up on all that by watching something like why we why you know what I mean unless what unless unless, no, unless, no. unless you serious like like if you like incredibly uh, I say incredibly right like if you absolutely loved the first film then yeah I mean this this is right up your alley and not no, wrong if kids. you love the first film. Eh? Nothing wrong. Yeah, but Matthew, Matthew, it's for kids now. It's for people who are kids now. It's for nine-year-olds and ten-year-olds now. Okay. Again, they're making they're making a calculation by saying that Gen Alpha, whoever you want to call this now, well, younger Gen Z or Gen Alpha, have a similar humor to what we had when we were 30 years ago. 
right? All right. That's a calculation. You could debate if that calculation works or not. I don't know. I have no way to tell. I have to okay. ask an actual 10-year-old if they like this or not, right? I, All I, right. I, have a young, I have a younger cousin. He's about our age. We'll watch it for Christmas. I'll ask him, right? Okay. But All right. So is that. All right. Couple, yeah. couple, couple more things. Couple more things, and then you get to it, right? So I do understand where you come from, right? Um, yeah. I, I found it so hilarious, right? Just slight spoiler, that Sha Jackson, right? Yeah, <laughs> who was who, who was Paul prominent Paul. in the first film, make a cameo in this. Show. I was like, wow. Even yeah. she and all was like, nope, I go with that shit. You know, she just make a cameo. I really laugh at that. And yeah. in, in the moment that she she pop up in was pure cringe to me. But yeah. what else? You don't spoil anything. It was cool seeing Mikey D, aka the SNL workhorse right now. I right, call him that right. too because literally every sketch he is there just doing a lot of work. Like yeah, he's he, one, he, he's one he of the just... best. I, I'll say Mikey D, Mikey D is one of the best street men working right now. Yes, 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 yes. Like, a, like if you think Keenan does do street, street, um, street man gimmick well, yeah. no, Mikey D yeah. does do it perfectly, in my opinion, right? Yeah. So it's funny yeah. seeing that, right? And my boy, you know, boy in the angles, like, hey, would you, right, you, you, you there too, right? Yeah. 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 No, but that, Ego, the, the, the Ego was good too. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, I was, I was glad to see Miguel Ego there too as well, right? But no, like, the moment with Shan and them, without spoiling anything, was pure, pure cringe. What I'll right. just say without spoiling anything is, is a joke from, like, three years ago. That's all I say. It's a okay. joke from three years ago, right? When, right. It was, when it was funny back then, when we had nothing to do, that, that's, my, that's, my, that's my little hint. You know, it was right. funny, right? It, but it did the, the instance itself was cringe, but then, like, the jokes that came out of it was funny, but then, right? Um, but they're I, dropping I, I this swear, 2020 joke I, now. I'm like, why? Uh, I swear, Sky Jackson made an appearance. Do I want to say that? Who was that girl who was asking when, when Kel serve, served her? <laughs> Some, oh, that is... That? that is... Um, uh, Sky Jackson. Who's that? Hold on, uh, um, I, I just have the thing up. Uh, I just had your name. I don't keep right, up. I don't is, keep up with young black people. That is Marseille or Marseille Martin. She's from uh, Blackish. Right. Yeah. right. But, right, but right. I'm, I I've, I've never watched Blackish, so I didn't know who right, she right, was. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Right. So, you so, know, yeah. and it was cool seeing, you know, little cameos here and there. That, that was cool. Um, Seeing Cameo Electro, that was funny. Um, right. Got to mention my next girl, Jillian Bell from Workaholic. She was there too. Like, hey. Right, she's the villain. She's playing, she's playing the villain system. Yeah, right. but yeah, I won't yeah, lie. Right. I won't lie. I really enjoy seeing she there because she get it. She get it. It's like, all right. Um, it's it's a good burger sequel, so let me just be as yeah. hammy as possible. That's exactly yeah, what it is she do. Yeah. She 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 and and right. Kel is like the is like the, the, the best <laughs> performers in that whole show. Right. I should mention well, too, even um I, I didn't expect Lil um Lil Rel Hori was in it as well. Right, too. get a little side like, there. Yeah. Uh, he was funny yeah. Um all, I, I I like his character in the show and what he does. That, right. that was pretty funny to me, like in a that sort of a cynical kind of way, right? Um yeah. But yeah, and, and also, just, just by the way, even Sinbad and all too was so dread he didn't even bother to show up, so he just oh, make, okay. make a camera as a voice. So I was like, ha, you yeah, see, even yeah, he exactly. and all gets like, why are we doing this, right? So yeah, for yeah. me, I understand totally where you're coming from, Ricardo, but at the end of the day, I just came out of it like, why are we doing this? Like, I made a joke on Facebook, I'm too old, he's too old, she's too yeah. old, they're too old, we're all too old for this, right? And that was just yeah, me exactly. watching this. It's just... All I'll say is I wish I wish that Keenan and Kel just do other scripts. Get make write other comedy scripts, make it a little more adult. You don't have to do Keenan and Kel all over again. You don't no, have to no, do, no, no. You don't have to do, you know, we don't have to do yeah, much like with Dave Chappelle never do half big too, right? You don't need to do that, right? No. Because half big was that, that was the end where, where it end off, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you just kidding. 
you know, you leave it there. But you get my point, right? You, yeah. you don't you don't need to do that as it is. You just you tell your story and you move on. Um and I wish they stuck together but do other scripts. And you don't need a kid and a kill too. You do other scripts and then you make a, a, a kid and a kill or, or a good burger reference. And that's it. Quick yeah, joke, yeah. move on. Right. They can write other scripts, adult scripts for each other. It, it, you know, you could still do the body comedy and have it be adult, right? Yeah. And it's a shame that they never did that. We don't need Good Burger too. That's all I'll say. I gotta give my I, 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 I would, ag- the- I, I would agree. We, we, we didn't need it, right? Uh, but that's right. just last, last point, right? And you could give your it, right? Um, yeah, I agree. Like, like we, we didn't need this, right? Like, just the gap of time between films, right? Yeah. I think, I think that's why I happened it so much, right? It's just like for me, again, last point about Sona comedies, right? If this came out, like, say, in the, like, in the 2000s, right? When the stoner comedy was, like, real, uh, was was becoming, right. like, a like a thing, right? See, like, Dude, Where's My Car? Or Pineapple Express. Right. I'm not saying right. the movie must incorporate weed. That's not what I've seen. I just talk about the style right. of humor, right? It's very 2000s, shut your brain off kind of humor. I just felt like right. in 2023, it's very dated. Like, when, when's the last time that we really got, like, a like a stoner comedy? Like, like uh, I would say... The last one technically was like, um, oh gosh, this is the end, or um, that's the one right, with right, um, right, right. Yeah. all these celebrities, that, yeah. you know, hiding out this one match yeah, and yeah. you will come into the end. Yeah, I mean, that that's like probably one of the last great stoner comedies that we ever get, right? You know? Right. Um, but yeah, like in this case, I know the audience, I know who it's targeted for, right? It still felt dated as hell. It felt late as hell. It felt like, yeah. hey, you know, we, we didn't do this, so let me just like do it. So we don't have to think about it anymore in my life. Let me just do it now. I just yeah. came off like that. This 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 should have come out like I don't know sometime in the two thousands or even last decade. Right? But in twenty twenty three, that train yeah, done yeah. long past. Right? You know, but but yeah. that's just me. But yeah, Ricardo, your your final thoughts, Rita. Yeah, as I say, as I say, I, I give this. A, 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 I'll give it still a low score, you know, because but I didn't. I thought I would have hate this. I thought I'd be like, boy, f this movie kind of thing. But it's like, right. well. Well, well, like that, 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 that was me, yeah, but you were more understandable, right. which I understand. Exactly. I understand, right? Exactly. And my attitude is that it, it more felt like a reunion kind of thing. Like it was like yeah. one of these reunion specials or whatever it is. And especially in the context of all of the drama went on on Nickelodeon and all of that 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 unfortunate business um, involving involving you know uh, well well Dan Snyder in particular. To be right. Um, yeah, you know, it, it it I could see why they did it this way or did it that way or whatnot, right? Um, like they had a, a, a running joke with, well, if Vagoda died in real life, so they had an old woman who's basically the if Vagoda character. Like, yeah. actually, if they could, they'd get back if Vagoda. Like, because if Vagoda, he just he's so old working in part food. That's a joke. Yeah, and, and like they basically do a rinse repeat with this with this woman. I like why same joke, you know, same. Well, I should mention yeah. too. Speaking of SNL alumni, right? Sorry for cutting you. I know you had to get your written, right? Well, give it over, I guess. Um. Points for Leslie Jones showing up in this. That cameo was 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 excellent. I loved yeah. that. Don't mind she was on screen for two minutes. I was yeah, loving yeah. that them two minutes, I, right? I, listen, Leslie Jones is a criminally underrated actress, right? I know she takes a lot of shit with girls on SNL, but the thing with her, right? She exists in the right space and the right time. And when she's in the right space and the user right, she is so good and so funny. Because that last beat with her and kid at the end, it is like, oh, that was perfect, though. I, so I was loving that. That, that, that was, that was, that was, a, that was a real sunshine that this movie gave me. Jen. Everything right. was just dark clouds and rain and shit. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I couldn't get myself to be too invested in this as it was. Um, so that's why I didn't really hate it. Or like, I get why you'd hate this, but because I'm not invested in this, and it it, it is designed for nine year olds now. Much like how yeah, when you reinvent Scooby Doo or whatever it is, it, that was the idea. Whoever should they 
need to make a sequel. No, they don't. And I, I really wish Keenan and Kel were to do more adult body comedies together. That's it. You do more adult body comedies. You don't want to make it dark shit. You don't want to make it too crass. You could. You don't have to make it too... Take it still Nickelodeon. You could still, you know, do a reasonably clean adult comedy or whatever it is. But you can still make it work. You don't want to be a good booker. But anyway, rating 4 out of 10, it's still bad. Still bad. Not defending yeah. it. Well, but, well, well, for me, same rating, two out of five. Yeah. I want my money back. Literally, I want my right. money back. Um, right. This was just dull. This was just a slog to, 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 um, to sit through. I was just seeing right. these, these, these growing ass actors trying to harken back to like the days right. of, you know, the late 90s. I was just like groaning at all of it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was just silent throughout it just because the jokes just fell flat. You know what I mean? But I do understand, again, where you're coming from with the audience who was targeted for. But I felt like, you know, just again with the gap of time and where we are right yeah. No, you know what I mean? Not I, saying, I, I'm not saying that they should spice it up and make it all, um, you know, um, edgy and woke and whatnot. You know, I just wanted it to be funnier and smarter. Like, again, right. because the, the, the cell, I'll close this, the cell is, all right, here we, you know what it reminds me of? Almost, it's all, it's kind of, but not exactly like Bill and Ted. Um, what is what right. is um, The new one. The last one, yeah. Yeah, not not saves you will. I think it saves you will. Or the new one. The, the new one. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the one the musical is, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody asked for a Bill and Ted movie, but yeah. it's felt like, oh, like, this is... Pro- oh, right, I, I see what again. This is clever. Okay, so, right. like, see, you know, Keanu Reeves' character isn't, like, that dumb stoner guy anymore. He's a little bit more zen now. And, hey, you know, when he hook back up with your friend, oh, that's when he'll get back to that vibe. And, you know, it, it, it justified the, the space of time between films, right? This one right. was like, okay, well, we're, not, we're, we're gonna try to, but the idea we're just gonna try to regurgitate re, re, re the same humor that we did back right. in 97, but just in 2023. That's really the gist of it. And it, it just did not work for me at all. Um, This will be in my worst off for sure, but no, it right. is not the worst film I've seen all year. I've seen way worse than this, I would say, right? So, I'll just say in closing, if you if you're curious, watch it, but go in real, real, real cautious, eh? you know, because again, yeah. it's that 97 humor that they're really, really desperately trying to recapture in this way, but again, if if, right. if the script was a lot smarter, a bit know. more self-aware, and right. just more comedic, I would have, I would have enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed the dumb humor too. Right. But now, nah, for me, everything just fell flat. Boy. But to be, to be, to, to be honest, I don't wanna, I don't want, I don't wanna come off like an asshole. You know, throughout this whole thing, it was still great seeing the dynamic duo of Keenan and Kel together again. It's just a shame right. that we didn't get this in the two thousands and the twenty tens. I understand, you know, life and you know, career paths and whatnot, but. Uh, if they had done this much sooner, I probably would have enjoyed this more. But in 2023, right. uh, too little, too late for me, man. Right. Understandable. Uh, yeah, for me, as I said last point, I just uh, I went in not expecting anything. And I was like, well, I, I didn't feel like a slug to me. That's what I disagree on. I actually, it actually kept my attention. I actually watched it for what it was. It, again, I didn't think it felt too cynical, but it wasn't smarter than it was. It was. It's pretty much the same, the same film as the first film. They just evolved it. The, the, the general plot, plot conceits of modern technology because all this AI and whatever it is, they had to do all that bullshit. And yeah, they just addressed that. But yeah, I couldn't get into it. And I, and I, I, and I saw the little in-jokes and I saw had me laughing. Again, the mere fact that they made a Jan Snyder reference is funny to me. Whatever. That's my last point. Right. And last but not least, let's talk about Napoleon, right? Which is the sure. newest movie from Ridley Scott who at, you know, age, let me pull it up here quickly. Yeah, who at age 85, 
85 years yep. old is still putting out films right you know um and that that that, that really is inspiring to you know uh, a a film buff and you know hopeful filmmaker or screenwriter you know what i mean like just seeing that this guy is still making films and still putting a lot of energy and care and effort into his films too is that you know um you know it's not like he's showing his age you know what i mean so to speak in these films right they still have the energy and especially with this film here right that's one thing i could give credit with this film in particular it 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 feels like you know like the the historical epics that he's he gave us in the past whether it's gladiator or kingdom of heaven right um there's actually a few shots that really reminded me of gladiator in particular right but more on that later um this this actually was a surprise for me, like when the the post and the trailer dropped, and I remember seeing the trailer, I was like real impressed by it. But yeah, I, I didn't even know that this was a reality or this was gonna be coming out this year at all, right? Um quite quite famously, right? I have to bring this up too. Um, you know, Stanley Kubrick, right? You know, the OG still my top favorite director of all time. Yeah, he wanted to make a Napoleon film like back in the seventies, but he just never got the chance to, right? Just for reasons, right? And, you know, it, 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 it's it's so funny that now in 2023, um, really Scott, right, is 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 doing his his version of it, right? Um, and what's really, well, two, two more things I just want to mention too, right? What's pretty interesting about this, right? Um, this is coming off of, you know, two films that he dropped back in um, 2021. That would be The Last Duel, which we absolutely enjoyed. It, it, you know, we, we both had it as, you know, in our best of list for 2021. And House Gucci, right? Which, yeah, we both saw it. We both saw it theatrically, and I sort of came out of it like I didn't care. Like, okay, the story was really interesting, but ultimately, I didn't care. Right? Even though Lady Gaga was looking fine as hell, I just didn't care at all. Right? But yeah. when it came to this movie now and just the reception it was again, right? Early reception. I was now wondering if this was going to be uh, another House of Gucci or is it going right. to be a last duel, right? So I was real hesitant to see this. But long story short, a couple of my friends invited me yesterday to go and see it. So I was like, hey, let me go and see it, right? At least I could see, you know, a big budget um, historical epic from Ridley Scott, you know, on the big screen, right? At least I could get that much. Because when it came to the last duel, I had to wait for it to come out digitally, right? And I watched it there. I was like, ah, I wish I saw it in cinema, right? But whatever, right? Um... And last thing last, I'll bring this up too in my review of it, right? This is going to, this is also um, an Apple TV release, right? So right. later on, well, not this year, unfortunately, right? But I guess next year, so at some point in time, this will be released uh, on Apple TV, right? And I'll bring up that too in terms of the final product. That's that's all I'll say at the moment. I'll spoil it, right? So, Ricardo, if you don't mind, take it away. What is really Scott's Napoleon about? Well, it's about Napoleon. Uh, basically, it's, it, the story starts at the French Revolution, shit popping off, you know, people getting their head chopped off, you know, and whatnot. And Napoleon just kind of fits in the, the framework of um, the, well, I, I wouldn't say fall, but like, yeah, the, the disgrace of uh, Robespierre, if you know who that is, um, in, in French history, um, the, the attitudes towards towards the, the mindset of the history of you know, France in that period, and then the comical absurdity of the scenario and how they play it in terms of like Napoleon taking over the, the scenario, him him taking his, his rise to power, and just all the conceits involving, you know, the history of France itself. And I cannot believe that somehow Ridley Scott gave me a perfect hybrid of Last Duel 
and House of Gucci somehow. <laughs> I and, know, right? <laughs> and I, I kind of, I, I can't say I love it, but I, at the same time, I kind of respect him for this. That's all I'll say. It's not bad. Like, I don't think it's that bad. It's not as bad as House of Gucci. It's not no. as good as last year. It's not even in between. It, it just mixes both conceits. Because why it kind of works, and I, I kind of get where he's coming from. Why it kind of works is that he does the whole, um, like, absurdity angle of it. Like, okay, look how insane the world is right now, especially France. And the, the, the terrifying horror of the absurdity of it and the reality of it in terms of the horror. And like, all right, I get what they're going for and where, what he's doing. And that's why it, it largely works for me, in a sense. Like, I was like, all right, I can live with that as it is. And so that that's why I didn't have any major issues with this as it is. But at the same time, you're serious? <laughs> like, wow, why you do it like this or why I cut together like that? And so on and so forth. I didn't hear this. Um, it's reasonably well done, all things considered. But I could not I could not be surprised. I was so surprised at how weird it is and how weird somebody calls are, um, all things considered. But yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead now. I'll, all right. So how I could... Su- I'll, I'll, I'll give my summary of it and then I'll explain, right? Um, we need a director's cut of this. And I have right. a feeling that there's that, one yeah. that will come. I, I have a feeling that that will be right. the, the, the Apple TV release. I but have a feeling that will had, be the director's cut. He, he, he himself has precedent for this, Kingdom of Heaven, right? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So is that. You know, I, I do think I would like to see a director's cut. Uh, a movie as it was, I get why he take it. Why it's, I, I get it as it is. I don't hate this. I was a little underwhelmed. But it was framed very strangely in, hum- in terms of like how to build this character up and what was going on with the character. And I was just going to straight up say, it. yeah, I kind of thought Joaquin was kind of bad in this. Oh, really? I okay. I, I, I thought yeah, he I, was... He, he, he wasn't blowing my way. He wasn't giving me no Oscar-level yeah. performance. He was just... Oh, God. I, I, I hate to see this. It was, it was, it was kind of like Arthur Fleck in a sense, like Joker, but You're less, Joker. Le, le, less psychotic, right. but more. No, yeah. Look at me, I'm, I'm a general, and I'm no, making all get, these calls. I, you know what I mean? But I'm still I, Arthur I get, Fleck. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's that. And the thing is, I get what he was going for, you know, because like again, the whole idea is well, society created a monster. It's the same kind of. I get what they're going for. Another thing, the musical choice is very strange. It feel like. You know, Baz Luhrmann, that Baz Luhrmann who try to do modern ideas and modern music in a thing, but it don't mix at all. And the, the idea is to do the juxtaposition, but it's it not working at all. That is how I feel about that. With this. Oh, like, like, oh, oh well, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from. For, for me, it yeah. just felt, um, if it felt, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it felt, in, it, it didn't feel cohesive to me. Like, it didn't feel like at there all. was like a, a general score driving things, right? So, case in point, yeah. without spoiling anything, when Napoleon will go to a certain country to go to war, you'll hear like the song of that time, right? Or like, right. All, like in particular, like, like, when the mu- uh, like when the movie begins, you hear a particular song, right? And right. It, it sounds kind of jarring. It almost sounds like, you know, some old... <sighs> Like uh, French song of uh, some vinyl, you know, it reminds me of without spoiling much. Right. It reminds me of like that song that he used in Inception, right? That French song, right. I forgot the name of it, right? It, 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 yeah, it, 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 yeah, right. It, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it felt like that. I, I, I know it's supposed to be some like I don't want to say a folk song, but just something in in time and in tune with French history, right? Like some, you right. know, some uh, uh, 
Alright, the best term I'll use here is ballad. It sounds like a French ballad that probably originated back in that era. But right. just how it was used and just how it was presented, it almost felt like I was just hearing some vinyl record or some French singer from the forties. It, it was weird. But I, I get right. what I mean. It's, it's just it, there was there was a lack of cohesion in terms of the score itself. You know? Yeah. No, I get I get what they're going for eh? because he, I get what you're going for in terms of like the juxtaposition because again they're supposed to be like well it's the absurdity of it. He's trying to do this kind of absurdity type or something like well look how strange and weird everything is yeah and, and, and you, how... you know what it is is like gallows humor but very subtle right. like very subtle like yeah, and, and, yeah so yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you see this when you see the scene eh, i don't want like it, it it's it's effective to it because it just caught me off a loop it's like wait why are you yeah. watching here you know what i mean even though yeah, the movie yeah, starter yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah, you hear the song in the background it's like all right this is feeling real weird to me like this is real yeah, weird. it, it kind of and it's not it's not an outright comedy there is a kind of mild surrealism to the comedy because that's the whole Correct. point is that well they're so chaotic and it'll, it'll again it's, it's people behaving like goofballs but there's a lot of real violence tied with it now so like they had a whole section where the like the part where he he they he had to do the coup and all of them tried to run him outside. That yeah. it played like <laughs> yeah. like comedy. It played comedy, yeah. Mm. Or like the part with ropes fair inside the parliament where they they outright try to just drum him out. Yeah. And all of that. That kind of stuff. Like it's it's real world violence of the system playing itself out. I get it. But it didn't gel as well as I felt it could have. Um I don't know. I, I, that was just me. But yeah, right. it, but but but, but yeah, I, I, I know yeah. you talk about, right? But yeah, you know right. so so I was seeing with the director's cut, right? Um for me, I I knew that there's a longer version of this that that exists out there, and I felt personally that I would have enjoyed that version more than what I saw here. Don't get me wrong, right? Theatrically, it's still worth seeing, right? Uh, mainly yep. because of well, the bath sequences and the cinematography. I thought that the cinematography that was done by um, Darius Wolski, right? You know, OG cinematographer was superb. Like it looked great. There was so much fantastic looking shots. So and there's the choice of lighting in certain scenes. You know, it was just amazing, right? And then them battle sequences was they, they, they were yeah. hard. They were like real hard, right? Um, the centerpiece of it all is this scene that takes place. Um, you see the trailer that was like one of the cells for me to see this movie in the first place. Yeah, during um like during winter, so like it it involves well you know this this frozen lake trail and how how yeah. that look and how that playoff was awesome. That was. That was so badass, right? Again, the juxtaposition of the violence was shocking. Like, uh, like again, when they cut off the woman's head, it's like, oh, yeah, that looks like a real head cut off. I uh, know, right? Uh, and right, there's a like scene, a, without spoiling, involving a horse. The horse. Well, yes, I saw that, that I was like, real, like, God up, damn, you know, son. Yeah, that looked real brutal. I was like, wow, they're actually like, going and, here. And then, and, then, and then really, I did go to go back to that same horse after that. I was like, wow, but I love how it, I love that moment. By the way, it involves Napoleon going back for something. That's all I was saying. The line that he yeah, dropped yeah. afterwards. I like that. That that again is gallows humor. It it would say right. Right. But yeah. Um. But again, I just felt like this sh- for me. Why I keep seeing director's cut? Right. This felt like it should have been longer. Right. But here's the problem because you know people were talking about this movie is like three hours long, man. No, it's actually two hour, two and a half hours, and you know change. Yeah. Right. So. I didn't feel the length of it really. Like I just sort of watched yeah, it, and then when it yeah. ended, I was like, "Oh, okay, it's still early in the day." Okay, I went and see it at that yeah. early show, right? Um, right? But I felt like if it was longer, we would have gotten the, the point a lot uh, more, right? Which I'll get into, right? Right. But that leads into a problem, right? And I bring this up to this uh, with the whole Apple TV thing, right? So perfect example: Kills the Flower Moon, right? Right. Three and a half hours long. 
I know a lot of people who avoided seeing it in cinema because, boy, I guess I don't watch this for three and a half hours. Totally right. understandable. I totally understand that. That's fine. If you want to wait till it come out and you watch it home, great, right? Mm. But I feel like this is, like, for me, like, really should have put out a much longer version of this, right? Uh, but I felt like maybe consciously you was thinking, you know, about, hey, you know, box office receipts and, hey, will people want to sit down again for three and a half hours to watch my movie? I mean, they did it for, for Scorsese, but will they do it right. for me? I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, because really is infamous when it comes to director's cut, director's cut, sorry, I mean, look, I mean, Alien, uh, Blade Runner, Kingdom of Heaven, Gladiator, and all have a director's cut. I own it and all too, right? Yeah, he's notorious for that, right? So I yep. feel like with the Apple TV release, um, I, I don't know if it's true, right? But I feel like when that drops, that will be a lot longer. And I've seen this too, because I feel like that is where the story will gel much better, right? Because I'm seeing where he's getting at, right? I've seen what he's trying to do. Because um, on the one hand, he's trying to sell the absurdity of what's going on and the chaos, right? And you know, things is uh, things are chaotic when you're seeing characters always screaming at the top of their lungs, like, what are you doing? And yeah. you know, we should arrest this man. And ah, like, that's, that's like the first act. There's people yelling at each other, right? And then you will juxtapose that with how the people are feeling and how angry they are, right? And then you have the scenes of war and how violent they are. And then they do this weird thing, which kind of worked, but it caught me by surprise too. Yeah, kind of doing this reality show as kind of take on Napoleon's personal right. life, right? So, right. yes, right. when he's on the battlefield, yeah, he's 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 authoritative, right? The man is, a, is, is you know, when it comes to um, strategy, the man have it on point, right? The man yeah. have a majority of W's when it comes to the wars that he, he he's involved in his film, right? When he goes home, it's like, yeah, my wife cheated on me, and then when I come yeah, home, yeah. I read in the papers, hey, my wife cheated on me, talking mm-hmm. to she, but, <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, um, Vanessa Kirby, though, I, I, I felt right. she steals the show from Joaquin. Uh, but but I get right. why, right? I mean, Vanessa is, right, the character she plays, right? Empress Josephine, right? Um, yeah. I, I like that early on she tells him that, yeah, I used to be with some guys, you know, and, you know, I probably will be with some more again, right? And she asks him, were you with other women, you know? And he was like, yeah, yeah, you know? So it's like, you know what you, like, like she's basically telling Napoleon you know what you're getting yourself into right but I do right. like that you know it's not just to spite him and whatnot to make him a cockroach right. it's just you know you're out for months and you know are lonely and I really doing nothing right um, I felt again like with a director's cut they could explore that a lot more right but for what right. I saw here with the film here I thought that she was great right uh, when I came to Hawking Phoenix um, like I said he it didn't feel like Oscar Willie to me it just felt like you know Art of Fleck all over again but he does yeah. nearly whole insecure you know, he's, he's just I this guess, insecure man-child, right? Yeah, he I, guess, I, I don't know. Um, not I just in the look, but the way how he reacts to things, right? Not just in the war, but, you know. All right, so in a nutshell, what I'll just say, and then I'll pause, then you continue, right? What the show is trying to do is show, it's, it's trying to do this contrasting, right? So the amount yeah. of love that he gives to France, right? So he's going out there. He's putting himself and his army out there and fighting the good fight for his people, right? He loves France and he wants to be emperor and he becomes emperor, right? So he he, he, he it's under the guise of love, right? And you want to compare that to, all right, when I'm home and, you know, you know, I, I will itch in my pants, you know what I mean? 
yeah, I mean, I, 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 I get something now, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, I mean, that's Napoleon, right? But how come, how come, how come you give him no child? What going on, right? So he kind of feels right. like he had to put more effort into that, so to speak, right? So it's like, you know, he doing real good out of the field, but when he comes home, not so much, right? And that's what the show is is, is trying to, to, to um, do this comparison with, right? But again, I just felt with a longer film, with a longer runtime, they could explore that a lot better, Dredd, because, yeah, moments just kind of, kind of came and it just sort of went and they kind of do the thing, unfortunately for me, because I don't know a lot about French history, where it kind of relies on you knowing characters and knowing certain events. It's like, yeah, we'll tell you, okay, this is the year, this happened, and it shows you it, right? But you wouldn't really see, you wouldn't really have like a, a real build up to it, or you wouldn't see like the real consequences. It just sort of happens. It just had yeah. to treat like, okay, well, it happened. And it's adding to the weirdness and the absurdity that the show is showing me, right? But it's not, it wasn't enough for me, unfortunately, to for me to be truly invested in, right? I wanted to, to be invested, right? I really wanted to care. And I really wanted to care even more about Napoleon himself, right? Because I do like how the show frames him as this more of an anti hero, really, right? Just like a guy who wants. To give the impression that he's doing good, but you know he's more—he yeah. he actually isn't, you know. But you know, like the show kind of wants you to sympathize with him, but like he's not a demon or anything like that, right? But at the same time, he's not—he's—he's he's more immoral. That's what I want to see. He's more immoral than anything else, right? But I, I still came out of the show like I kind of still didn't care about him. I, I didn't even care right. about his wife and what she was going through and all too. Um, even though I really wanted to, right? But again, I just chalked that up to just the structure of it and the length. I just felt like the length and the structure was at the detriment of the show, man. This really should have been longer, you know? But I'll pause here and yeah, you you go on. Yeah, no, yeah, as I said, that last, that piece with him, uh, with his the wife and the family and him is the, the, the central, how to explain it? It's just him, the, the insecurities and the double standards and the, the drama of real world, real world France and, you know, what people used to do. And it just, like, I think Ridley Scott just going with the whole, well, you're seeing life for it is straightforward kind of thing. And it, it, the real scenario is a lot more crazy than you think it was. Not glorified at all. You know, it's that. Like, it it kind of works, but because it doesn't feel epic enough and you say a, a better a better edit could have cut this together better, it already work as well as I felt it could have. But it's... It didn't bother me too much. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Um, another point, right? Um, going back to Stanley Kubrick, right? Um, the, you know, the show that, you know, people easily um, relate this to is Barry Lyndon, right? Which is, right. like, my, right. my favorite costume drama of all time because it's from a boy, you know, um, Stanley Kubrick, right? I absolutely love that movie, right? But you see, like, they, they, they spend a lot of time fleshed out the character Barry Lyndon, right? And he himself is not a, a character that you're supposed to like either, right? But when really bad and dark things happen to him, right? Especially when he gets married and he has a family, you feel it, right? Even though you're not yeah. supposed to like him, right? And, you know, knowing um, Kubrick's, you know, t um, you know, he always have this sort of like sly, cynical take on his on his subjects, right? Uh, which I also love what he does with, with Barry Lyndon. You know, it's like, even he and all don't even care about Barry himself, right? Even though Barry goes through a lot of hell personally, right? You know, but again, you know, when he's on the battlefield, he's a badass, right? But when he's at home, yeah, it's rough, right? So I could see that really trying to do that, but like, you know, but something like like um like Barry Lyndon, that was like close to three hours long, right? And it got you you, you got the whole just story. You understood how the times were, you understood right. why 
Barry existing in a world like this and how he moved, how he adjusts in a world like this too, right? Here, I just felt like we could have gotten that, but it was more like, okay, show you this moment, show you that moment, show you that moment, show you that moment. We'll show, we'll interject um, Napoleon here and we'll interject um, Josephine there and we'll just try to string everything together we'll throw in some battle scenes here and there and ultimately it's supposed to paint this portrait of who he is right um, but for me I just came out of it more seeing him more as the as a strategist like there's somebody who could go out into, into battle and you know lead his army into victory and not you know I was able to take care of my family really right you know or kind of control things right which I, I, I mean I get that that's the point man but again runtime I, I really feel like the runtime is the biggest flaw of all of this right um but yeah a few uh but a few things for you before i get to it right uh the supporting cast they, they were decent they did their thing i didn't really notice i didn't really like recognize anybody um even right. who they were playing as well too because again don't know much well, about French part, history. it had one part that was kind of interesting it had a black soldier in there so i thought wait this they're making reference to tusa because i know it has some drama with that like like right. napoleon's real history um, oh, yeah, right, right, really... with, with um, him and slavery, yes, yes. Right, and I didn't Haiti even and touch on either. They didn't yeah. touch on at all. Like, they, yeah. this, this thing on, I was like, I, and again, because of the nature of the, the story and how everything's supposed to be kind of bordering up, so this, I could see I could see people being like, well, it's stay away from that or do address it. Yeah. So it's, it's stuff like that. And, yeah. and also, um, again, just going back to editing too, right? There's this even, like, bits where characters would appear, right? And swear to God, like, the movie ended, right? And I was talking to my friends, like, you know, what happened to this character? What happened to that character, right? So case in point, um, Napoleon actually has a child. I was just yeah. there wondering um, where, what happened to the child. They never really see, they never show. Um, yeah. Without spoiling anything, they showed, um, they showed Josephine's child, right? Because she had a kid before marrying Napoleon, right? And she shows up near the end, right? Well, her daughter. And I was still there, like, well, so I'm the Napoleon child. Like, well, well I'm, right. well, I don't know. Um, it's Napoleon's brothers introduced early in the film, and then it ends. I'm like, well, I'm the brother. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. So characters will be thrown into this. Uh, sorry to use the word, but it's, they're thrown into this, um, and they will do their thing, and they, you know, the, the performances are fine and whatnot. But then they will they just become non-existent at the end because you know, like the movie Pretty almost much, yeah. sort of remembers it's really about. Napoleon, so let's just show the final days of his life, and but yeah. now we, we don't even know what happened to, like, again, his brother and his child and all that kind of stuff, right? So, ultimately the, the movie does feel rather unfocused, right? Because, you know, yep. you want to show us the absurdity of, of, of you know, um, of France at the time, right? And just yep. what was going on, all the crazy political shenanigans and all that kind of stuff, right? You want to show me that insanity, right? Um, you want to show me bits of the French Revolution, but we only get this you know, really effective, you know, um, sequence, and but that was I it. Suppose that, that's all you need, though, to be fair, like, in terms of the, scene, because it, again, they kind of, again, they're trying to do, because it, it really feels like if Kubrick trying to do the, sorry, I say Kubrick, sorry. Um, um, Scott, really, really. Yeah, Scott, Scott trying to do the, the whole, like, well, it's Joker back then. You know, <laughs> right. He's a product, He's a product of the time, and, you know, well, it's really, he's like the Joker of his time. It really feels like that, like, you yeah. know, this society created this madman, and you know that's why I'm a reflection of society. Right. Same bullshit. If but, but, like that. Yeah, but, but but I felt if I guess ultimately if the show was was f- actually focused a lot more on Napoleon, we, we could have gotten that, right? Because really what I saw right. here, 
uh, was an opportunist. It was a guy who saw opportunity. Hey, I could take right. down the, the, the British and he does that. Right. And hey, you know, I promoted here and it's just him rising among the ranks now. And it just sort of forgets about, oh, all this weird shit that's going on around there. And now then it turns into this reality show because now we're going to get into all the scandals that's going on between Napoleon and Josephine. And then we have to go back to the war stuff, right? So it's a lot of stuff that's taking place. Um, I'm not seeing that they shouldn't be in the film, but it sort of takes away from what the movie is ultimately about, which is Napoleon, yeah. right? And yeah, it's 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 is really, really un- unfortunate, right? So I guess that's why I came out of it not really caring for the character. And even though um Joaquin Phoenix, you know, put energy into it, that's all I'll say. I didn't I'm not seeing put the all into it, right? But he 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 do his thing. Yeah, I still kinda came out of it like, all right, well he was in it, okay, but Vanessa Kirby stole the show from him, even though she wasn't yeah. in the show that much, unfortunately, right? And fun fact, um, actually, um, the reason why Hawkins was cast in the film, because, you know, a lot of people, even my friend, was asking, but, you know, like, how come Napoleon not short, boy? Like, what? Um, it's because... That is a meter, the whole okay. Napoleon short thing. It's not, he's not really short. They use a measure the front. Oh, like, like, okay, okay. He's not really short. You know, so he wasn't that. He was like actually like a normal height. He's actually right. to, like taller than average actually. Okay, okay. But, I, I I don't know, but yeah, but yeah. Fun not fact. Really short, yeah. yeah, but fun fact. Really saw his performance in um in in Joker, and that's why. Well, right. e- even though yes, Joaquin was in Gladiator back in what two thousand, but still, right. you know, he was impressed by what he did in Joker, and rightfully so. Right. He might win an Oscar. I love the performance, that's and, that, like, and that's why he brought like, him into. You know, you felt like he was playing Joker. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just felt they could uh I don't know. It it feel yeah. off. It like I and I personally think Hawking was gonna miscast, to be honest. Like okay, he, he okay. Kinda okay. even right on to even right on to the face though, like like it, it didn't so the face, yaddy yaddy bus up face. That, that, right. that's fine. But to <laughs> yeah. me I thought I I don't know, he could again another I don't know, he was just off in this. He's surprisingly off in this. Oh, and I should mention well, I should one last thing, right? So yeah. m- maybe maybe this is the reason why, you know, France uh, 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 apparently don't like this film and you know, uh I really is like psh, you, you I just paraphrase you, like you feel like here, like France hate right. France will like nothing basically, right? Yeah, uh everybody like that even tried to adopt a French accent. Like everybody. Yeah, I didn't try. Didn't yeah. I didn't worry about it. I, I, see, and, I don't really care about personal. I, I agree, yeah. Like, because because yeah, I, 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 I think in back at shows like say Barry Lyndon or stuff like that. Or like just yeah, you know, um you know, historical biopics of you know, from like the fifties and sixties, where yeah, where where do you cast British actors to play, I don't know, Germans or, you know, French people. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they would no, no talk in like pure 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 British though, you know what I mean? So I don't yeah, know yeah, if I, I feel like this so like a conscious decision by 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 release just be like, you know what? Like they did the shit back in the fifties, right? Like not everybody who was playing I, I, French I, I, people exactly. in those films I, I, will, I, I, will, I, I, will try to talk French. So thinking, yeah, let me just have them talk British. I don't know. Shit. Yeah, I was thinking like um, no, I was thinking like some like the death of Stalin, like you know, like, it, it, uh. it's this this kind of crazy arbitrary kind of thing, but just played a little more seriously than that. No, it's about right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, but yeah, but but that's that's a wrap things up, right? So yeah, again, I feel like this movie. I feel like there's a director's cut somewhere about maybe on on release hard drive somewhere that he just waited to drop. I do yeah. hope that it drops on 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 Apple TV at some point in time. Um because I would love to see it and maybe I might do a review of that, right? But for what I saw here, even though like even though I I, I could praise the the direction, I could praise the um the, the, the cinematography, right? And to a lesser extent the acting, I just felt like it just felt like moments felt really slapdash to me. Um, you know, thing 
events just sort of happen and they just sort of trust you to know it or to go on Wikipedia and piece together everything that you saw. But ultimately, I just came out of it like, I wanted to care enough, but uh, not, not, not so much. But it was like how I felt with House of Gucci where, yeah, I just didn't care at all, ultimately, right? Um, I, I, nonsense. Yeah, and, and just, uh, yeah, and just yeah. the the characterization. I mean, Jared Leto. I mean, Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. Like, but yeah, ultimately at the end of the day, kind of ramble on and on. I wanted to care, but because of how slapdash everything was, um, yeah, I, I I just didn't. But I do know, and do hope that we do get a longer version of this because right. I feel that is where we'll get the full story, right? I really, really think about it, right? Um, even though I don't really know much about um, Napoleon, I mean, his life is so complex that, I mean, to tell it in two and a half hours, it is like, why do like, you need to make it longer? But again, that leads to the whole argument about whether people will sit down for three hours. I mean, and so funny, right? Just, just wrap things up. Can this come on the same year? Think about it as Oppenheimer and um right. kills the flower moon right? right you know will people sit down for three hours to watch my movie i mean i don't know i mean i'm the guy who did yeah. gladiator but you know i don't know you know <laughs> so maybe that's why he put it all the way it is right so ultimately for me uh rita wise i'm gonna give this uh very light three out of five man it, it's i yeah. for what it is i didn't come out of it hating the show um you know it was it was worth seeing on the big screen um you know especially with those um really amazing um cinematography and battle sequences and you know, when it comes out on Apple TV or whatnot or streaming or whatever, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll have no choice but to watch it on my monitor or on my laptop, right? And I wouldn't get that that real, um, epic feel. You know, the scope of it, right? You know, on us on such a small screen, but still, it's an epic thread and something like this, like a story like like Napoleon's life. Uh, you 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 can't will it down to two and a half hours, man. It's just way too short in my opinion, right? But yeah, Ricardo, your your final thoughts, Rita. Six out of ten. Um, I was underwhelmed. I didn't hype myself up for this, right? To be fair, like I was like, well, okay, and and I I don't like I didn't care about the politics or anything. Like I know it's other people who don't want to see it because of that. So that was the issue. I doesn't it doesn't look all that great, and I just was like kind of baffled at the choices. And then when I when I first was watching, then I was when I think about it, like just from coming up, waking up this morning, and just thinking about it, like. All right, I kind of get why he take this this approach, but yeah, it don't mix. It 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 have a Baz Luhrmann kind of feel to it in that sense, and I don't know. He 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 the, the lightning didn't strike twice like with like with um like with uh what do you call it? Uh, uh last uh, duel, yeah. Last duel, yeah. Um, it didn't it didn't come together like how like that film did it. Like just so how that just gelled together so goddamn well. This mm. didn't do that. Like I, I, it could have been eh. Again, as you say, it could have a a a, a, a Derek Scott maybe. Ridley Scott himself as president for that with with um, King Number Heaven. I'd love to see this, but we don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, um, but as it is, as it is, this this cut, this theatrical cut. Hopefully, there will be a direct cut. We don't know, but this as it is, six out of ten. Yeah. Um. Well, that's the close things off, right? So you keep bringing up um Baz Luhrmann, right? I feel like I won't lie, right? Maybe you say it with you, right? I was I was caught off guard with the whole scandalous stuff, you know, mean behind the scenes and yeah. just the, the conversation moment. Let's just see there's the moments at home, right, between the two of them, between um J- Napoleon and Josephine. Um especially when things get a little explicit. That's all I say without spoiling anything, right? Yeah. Um but it is kind of jarring though when you want to show me this, but you also want to show me how it's seen the you know um outsiders, right, as far as French society goes, and then show me 
bloody brutal war scenes, right? You know, right. so it's almost yeah. like you 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 try to tell you try to give them three tones, but the three tones don't don't fit all that well, right? So like on the one hand, you want to emasculate the the, the image of Napoleon. But then you want to show Napoleon as you know the the, the headstrong um, leader when it comes to battles, right? But then you also want to show how the society could corrupt him, and you know it, it's trying to do these three things, but fella didn't really do it all that well. But again, director's cut, a director's cut need to happen, right? So that's it. Um, I don't know if you have any, if you just want to expand on that just quickly before we wrap up. Yeah, not not really. I mean, I, I just was again, it's a shame. I, could, I wanted this to be better. Like I I, I was. Not super hyped over it, but I wanted more from it. Uh, however, blah blah blah. It it it, it was fine. It it fine. I don't hate it. It's fine. Yeah. So I don't know, boy. So so until we get the until we get the director's cut. Um. Yeah. What's the next really cut show to look out for? Um. Gladiator two. Because yeah, everybody. Okay. I mean, I I mean, I'm a huge Gladiator hype. fan. But yeah, I I I everybody asks for Gladiator two, right? So. Yay! But but I do yeah. hope we get. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. for it is right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so right. all that being said, Ricardo, where can people find you online? Um, Posat Armedi. Why is that Armedi? Uh, formerly Twitter, but not Twitter anymore. Blue Sky. Uh, you should be on Blue Sky by now, hopefully, or maybe. And then type in uh Ricardo Medina on Facebook. You can find me there. All right. I guess what I need to do personally is just watch a YouTube video and. You know, just to tell me why you should consider Blue Sky over X, right? I don't know. Me, I, I should really do that, right? But yeah, um, ever so often I'm on X and TikTok. Um, I started like you know promoting the show there, and I've been getting some some great feedback. That's really cool. Uh, but I'm more on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook. The lot the the two. The last two of which you will find excerpts from today's episode, a lot of other episodes of BBB Radio, Retrospect Reviews, BSB to Bailey, and Hip Hop Sub 10. So uh, stuff to look forward to as we are nearing um, December. Uh, there's a lot of shit coming out that I really want to see. Um, yeah. Renaissance is coming out theatrically, and I want to see it. I really hope to. Um, right. Silent Night, maybe I'll check it out. Um, I already I mentioned a disturbance of the force. That's the the Star Wars holiday special um documentary that we're getting. Um, right. Wonka, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. <laughs> I really forget about that. I completely forget like, about that. All right, when it comes to Timothy Chalamet, I mean, I no disrespect the actor. I think he's cool, but I I was waiting for Dude Part Two, but no, it's like yeah. we again that we get Wonka instead. It's like. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but speaking of that, though, Rebel Moon part part one, we're supposed to get that in the middle of December. Yay. Um, we have other shows to catch up on. So that would be like Scavenger's Reign, Rick and Morty Season 7, um, Archer. Um, I may do a review right. once it wraps up on uh, Rooney Kenshin, that, that 2023 reboot. I know there's a few right. episodes left, but altogether that comes up to 24 episodes. So that we had to start rewatching that, or I should say watching it. Um, Rap shit supposed to be ending um, next month as well. Right. Um, right. Aquaman, right. Lost Kingdom, you know, for sure right. we had to talk about that. Uh, but of and course... Yeah, we do, well, we, 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 you know, it's a shame, but, but Doom Patrol just ended and no one talked about it. And no one talked about it, right? I, 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 I'm sorry, like like DC, y'all do better, Jenny. You know, maybe we should talk about that by years, Edger. Like, just how they've been putting out shows and like, you know, why should we care, right? That's why I'm still hoping, I'm still hoping, I still have my fingers crossed right now, that Aquaman 2 at least works. I want it to be good. I am rooting yeah, for the uh-huh. show to succeed. I don't want it to fail or be forget, uh, forgettable. I, mean, I, I, I just want it to at least be as fun as the first Aquaman, which I yeah. is, let's be clear, pretty damn movie, 
by those oh, it is. Oh, it, oh, it, yeah, oh, it right. is. Yeah, but it's so much that. fun. Eh? So much fun, right? And we'll close to this, right? I don't know if you're doing this right now, but I am currently, you know, tabulating and, you know, putting together my um, best and worst of lists. So, yeah, you know, I'm working on my, you know, best albums. I'm working on my best TV shows. Uh, worst TV shows, yes, there are a few that I have to add there. Um, best movies and worst movies as well, too. You know what I mean? There's still a few that, you know, you saw and enjoy that, you know, I, I want to see. And there's others that I just want to rewatch. So, like, case in po- like movies that I just want to watch over. So, case in point, Oppenheimer. I, I really, really want to watch over Oppenheimer. And this time with, with, yeah. with subtitles. So, I can understand what characters are seen. So, I'm not just looking at the pieces like, hey, you you really want to understand science and shit what they see right but yeah you know so I will you know so I don't know about you Ricardo if you've started like coming up with your list or you yeah yeah I, 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 I have a list like uh, I did still I, I formulate a top 10 or anything but I have just about a general stuff I remember and I'll just go through stuff for the year but I have a kind of a list here all right, right, right. No problem, no problem. And you know, of course, you know, you can look out for those lists um, after Christmas, of course. Um, you know, well, I should say, like leading up into the into years, and you know, you can look out for those lists, right, on this program. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This was Match Bailey and Adam Medina, and we are signing off for another episode of BBB Radio. So until the next one, take care, stay safe, and out. Peace.